This is the Root Advice Podcast with TikTok influencer Rudy A. Divorced after 16 years of marriage and single at 39, I share my mistakes and experiences to help your marriage improve your dating life and prepare you for life after divorce. Hey everybody, welcome to Root Advice. This is episode 40. And can men and women actually be friends? Now, I know you hearing this question, you have your answer already in your head and that's based off of real life experience and as do I. And it's a controversial question. I know women are kind of 50-50 on one end, but guys, definitely, we know for a certain it can't be done. But I wanted to have a conversation with some good people, some good friends of mine. So what I went ahead and did, this is a YouTube live. And if you haven't done so already, if you're listening, go over to YouTube, type in Root Advice. You'll see my picture there. Subscribe, enable all notifications, and be sure to be part of all the lives that I have. I have them every Tuesday and Thursday. I at least have two a week. And uh, I would love to hear from you and get your feedback. And I would love to read your comments and, you know, get you involved in the conversation. So what I went ahead and did is I wanted, I wanted the female perspective. I, I went ahead and reached out to Charlotte Warren, who was on my podcast not too long ago. Her episode was titled Talking Versus Seeing Versus Dating. What's the difference? This went up in May 30th. If you haven't done so already, check out that episode. If you're going back into the dating world and I put the link to the episode in the description. I also invited my good friend from Florida, Taryn Sinatra. She is the divorce attorney with 17 years experience. She was on my show not too long ago, and again, uh, she was on a recent live as well. Those are titled Expert Divorce Attorney Answers Your Burning Questions About Divorce and an Honest Conversation with the Divorce Attorney. So again, uh, great information, wonderful personality. She was on here and also invited my good friend, C.P. Charles, who is a professional comedian on the program. So I wanted at least two guys and two females to talk this out to get all types of perspectives and answers. We're also going to talk about how to avoid getting into the friend zone and can you actually escape but the main topic of the show is going to be, can men and women be friends? Now, again, we're going to, for the guys listening, I know you have all those variables of what ifs in your head, as do I. So we're going to talk about the attraction. If both of them are attractive, can they still be friends? If one's ugly and one isn't, can they still be friends? Is he waiting for her heart to be broken so he can swoop in? We're going to talk about all those variables and get perspectives from everybody. So it's going to be a fun show. And again, this is recorded live a couple of weeks back. So again, Go to YouTube, subscribe so you can be part of the live experience. But if you missed it, here it is. Here's my conversation with my good friends. Can men and women be friends? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Root Advice Live here on a beautiful Tuesday. And this is going to be a great topic tonight. We're going to talk about a very controversial, I guess, insensitive topic because over the past few weeks, I guess it's summertime and everyone's starting to date. I've had a, a, a large surge of men messaging me, asking me, how do I not get into the friend zone? Can, you know, can, can I be friends with a woman, et cetera? So we're going to talk about that controversial question. And I have some guests. I have a total of three guests tonight that we're going to talk about with and get their opinions. And it's going to be a fun topic. So again, if you're watching from TikTok and you want to be fully immersed in the whole uh, conversation, please go over to YouTube and all your questions will be answered throughout the show. And again, you'll be able to see the whole uh, the whole show for its entirety and the guests that I'm speaking to. And uh, one other thing, I wanted to make some announcements before I bring somebody on. Uh, my channel, the Root Advice channel, is now eligible for channel memberships. So I have that enabled. So if you want to participate and contribute to the show in any way, shape, or form, memberships are now available. So please look into that. Super chats are always appreciated. And again, if you haven't done so, please subscribe. I currently am approaching 2,200 subscribers. I am pushing for a goal of 10K before September. Now, I know that's a big uh, stretch. Thank you for the tip, everybody on TikTok. I know that's a big stretch, but I know with everybody following me, the 50,000 on Facebook, the 300K on TikTok, I know you guys 
you can help me out. This could, this is like a dream of mine. So please help this come true. Okay. So without further ado, I'm going to bring my guests on and welcome and good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? Hello. If you quadruple by September, I'm jumping off a bridge. <laughs> hey, you got to keep the faith, man. You I mean, congrats, faith, buddy. You know? Hi. <laughs> so everybody, I have a good, my good friend, Charles, and I have Taryn and Charlotte here. They both been on my podcast, but if you've never met them before or know them, I'm going to give everybody the opportunity to introduce themselves. I'll start with you, Taryn. Tell everybody who you are. What Hello. You Hi, everybody. I'm back. Um, so my name is Taryn Sinatra. I am a divorce attorney. That's how Rudy found me on just doing some TikToks, just kind of starting out, being a little silly, trying to give some information. And um, I'm in South Florida. I don't know um, if I'll be able to give any good insight on today's topic, given my divorce <laughs> attorney background. But, but mm -hmm. I'm 43. I'm divorced. I'm single. I'm a mom of two. So I'm in the dating world. I hate to even admit that on live camera. But, um, <laughs> And I have guy friends, so I don't know. We'll see. And I'm friends with my ex, so we'll see. Oh, well, there you go. And we'll go into further detail on that. So, again, thank you. And, again, your knowledge and insights always amazing. People are still asking for you to come back and do a solo just divorce episode. Because, again, okay. that's obviously a thing <laughs> that occurs, you know. So we'll schedule something else. Really? But Charlotte, again, you were just on my podcast not too long ago. And I noticed you just started your own podcast. Is that right? I did. Um, an invite is open. If you'd ever like to come on um, great studio, pouch six studios in Austin, Texas, always love to give them a shout out. We're almost, yeah, we just finished episode four. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, um, kind of got into talking about dating and relationships through TikTok started by accident. And what I do is I use kind of silly PowerPoints um, and visual aids mm -hmm. doing things like, you know, what is the definition of ghosting? A lot of focus is kind of these goofy dating buzzwords. What do they mean? We're all using these like crazy buzzwords to mean something. And I think it causes a lot of miscommunication. So I have fun with it. I'm pretty gender neutral audience, 60, 40 female, male split. Um, and like to keep things fun and, um, you know, not side with like one particular gender the way like some um, some content pieces do. So I have fun with it and I'd be honored to have any of you guys as a follower. Cool. Cool. And you're currently on on TikTok. You're approaching 100,000, right? Or are you almost just, getting there? Almost? I'm hoping to yeah. open within the next few weeks or so. And the reason uh, your content, just everybody knows the reason why uh, Charlotte's content really just resonates with me is because for those who don't know, my real job is an instructional designer. So I do PowerPoints. I do adult learning for a living. I've been doing it for 15 years. So when I saw her PowerPoints, I'm like, hey, that that's my language. He's speaking my jive. So I'm like, hey, so let's sync up and, you know, see what we can do. So it's been a pleasure meeting you. And again, I thank you for being here on short notice. And CP, everyone knows who the hell you are. I'm just kidding. He's my one of my best friends. So tell I have the lowest reach out of all four of us. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, uh, Charles Patterson, professional comedian, uh, wasted film school uh, education, and uh, constantly mis misquoted. But uh, I consider myself something of a demisexual, so I find this whole principle offensive. Because yes, <laughs> men and women can be friends. <laughs> I love you. Shut up. I just love you so much, man. But that's, anyway. that's what I was trying to tell you. You had your little uh, Facebook window open when you were presenting to. Uh, uh, yeah. OK. Yeah, and I'm going to um, and I'm going to share that with everybody, because the, the topic we're going to talk about right now is can men and women be friends? Now, no, I'm talking about your DM. You, you, you oh, oh, DM. it's fine. It, no, I wasn't live, so it was fine. Oh, OK. Well, so, then I, never mind. I'm a moron. Uh, but the topic we're going to talk about is can men and women be friends? Now, I, I, I have my say and I have my belief and I'm going to save my belief for the very end. But 
I put a poll out there and just to share with everybody, let's see if I can find it real quick. My poll, let's see. No, that's not it. I will bring it up later. But I polled Facebook and I polled uh, Twitter and I polled IG and I'm going to share those results later. But Taryn, let's start with you. Can men and women be just friends? So in true lawyer form, I'm not going to give you a straight answer. (laughs) I don't know. I I think I probably lean towards... um, Yes, I don't. It's so hard for me to give a straight answer. But here's my here's my theory on it. I think that it's a spectrum. Hmm. What I mean by that is like I have a guy friend in particular. There's never been any sexual anything ever. Mm -hmm. Maybe he feels that but doesn't say it. I'll never know. But we've never discussed that he's the kind of friend I could go to lunch with. And it's like, cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the other part of the spectrum is like you creep towards the other side. Right. And then you've got like colleagues, are they friends, friends that there is definitely a sexual connection, friends that you've already had a sexual past with. It's, It's just a spectrum. I think, um, I'd like to I'd like to say, yes, I think they can be, but I can definitely see the argument to it might be difficult. Well, you represent the industry that destroys relationships. So CP, I like to think of it as I'm I'm helping people move on to. Yes. And better things. Yeah. We're trapped in hell and she's helping yeah. us get out of hell. She's helping you my, to the next best thing in life. My divorce was probably <laughs> single. The best thing no. <laughs> <laughs> so you say you're saying yes. So what your answer is, is yes. It's a spectrum. It varies, but ultimately, yes. Like, we, yeah, men, I think can. I think yes. But I mean, the caveat for me is if I was in a serious relationship with him, with a person, with a guy, and he said, Hey babe, I'm going to go to lunch with so-and-so. I'd probably, I'd probably give him a look and, and, and have a million questions. Uh And so that kind of then leads me to think like, maybe, maybe we can't because what am I feeling about that? She better not be prettier than me. Cause if she is, you're definitely not going to lunch. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. I just, again, it's a spectrum. I think it just depends on a lot of different factors. Um, I, I, I can only think of one guy friend that I have. I think, um, there's, there's problems there with, um, guys wanting to cross boundaries. Mm Mm-hmm. And as a woman, you know, right away, right? There has to be some sort of like feeling or look that guys give you that, you know, that is present and and it can be ignored, right? Yeah. I mean, even, even being a professional woman and you have colleagues, which isn't exactly a friendship, but you, as a woman, you kind of get a vibe from a guy. Yeah. They want to go in a different direction or if they have different intentions um, so it's tough. I don't know. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Charlotte, what do you think? 
Yeah, I think first, um, what you kind of have to look at, like, what is your definition of friends? Um, I think there's kind of everyone has a different bar for friendship. Like some people are very liberal with calling people friends. Like as long as some people it's like if if someone's nice to me and I've hung out with them before, we're friends. Um, So I think, yeah, using the term like friends by itself, um, I think, yes, I think, yeah, men and women, I think can be friends. Yes. With a giant asterisk next to it. I think how do you define friends? Um, Yeah, I think there's a difference between being friends and being friendly. Um, I also think how um, they met matters as well. Like, I think it should be something that should be able to be explained in one sentence um, that could be um, that would sound like a reasonable, like platonic friendship. Like you could make a like a woman making a female friend the same way. Like, I think um, Mm. if their way they met is like. You know, oh, we matched on a dating app and didn't vibe, but we decided we're just gonna, you know, stay hanging out as friends. Like that's, you know, kind of kind of odd. Or some the person you met at a bar and you exchanged numbers because you wanted to be friends, and now you're best friends at age 28 for a year. Like that's weird. But the you know your coworker who you've been a desk partner with for three years and you're, you know, your friends because you've gotten to know them. Mm-hmm. Different different story. Or like the person that grew up in your. Um, Oh, thank you. Um, the person that grew up on um, your street, your moms are friends that you've known for years. Um, that count, like that's like reasonable. I have okay. to just jump in. I have because the first thing she said that Charlotte said, I, I related to because I think I fall into that category of using the word friend very liberally. So like, right. I call everybody a friend, even if they're really just an acquaintance. And that's hmm. actually gotten me personally into trouble before with boyfriends that are like, like, you know, they have questions about all these guy friends and I'm like, well, okay, well, let me back up. It's not really a friend. Let me, I'll explain it. So, but that I think just goes to the whole, like there's a spectrum, right? Like there's, it just depends on so many different variables. So I just, I don't know. I personally really related to that very first comment she made. Hmm. Totally. I call everybody my friend. So it's, and then it's kind of like, Oh, like friend. It's like, Oh yeah. Like here, let me explain the friendship. And I think when they have those friendships, it's like appropriate boundaries as well. Like it's never going to look the same way, like a female friendship or like a male friendship is going to look. Um, I think just like as a whole present questions, if that's the thing, if it's a man and it's a male and female friendship, it presents a bunch of questions. I think, Mm -hmm. whereas Mm -hmm. a girl, girl friendship, no one's asking questions. What about straight? Okay. You mean? And before I get to you, Charles, real quick, before I get to you, Charles, I have to ask ladies, okay, what if there's attraction? What if he's a really good looking guy? Does that change the spectrum in any way, shape, or form? Yeah. I think, okay. well, yes. If you're, if you're in a relationship with somebody else and you have a friend, that you have a, a physical attraction to. I think that that is then just setting yourself up for a potentially bad situation. And I wouldn't want to be on the opposite side of that. I wouldn't want to have, again, a boyfriend or a husband who admittedly has a physical attraction to a friend that right. happens to be a girl. I would not be comfortable with that. But if I'm single and he's my, I mean, I have lots of guy friends that I know and they're, they're good looking guys or, you know, but I do just consider them friends. But if I was in a relationship, a boy, a boyfriend or a husband may not, may not appreciate that from me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Attraction, Charlotte, does that change the variables? 
Um, all my friends. Oh, Charlotte. Sorry. No, you're, you're, you're all good. Um, I think um, kind of like that's where the how how did you meet and, well, you know, why are you friends comes in? Like you can't help the person who sits next to you at, at work. And I think a lot of times, too, when you meet someone under like those circumstances where you make friends, like maybe the attraction isn't there the way it would be if it was, you know, someone you met at a bar, like the dating app match that didn't work out. Like the person who, you know, ugly duckling kind of growing up um, your neighbor um, that you grew up with and you've been you know friends for years, your moms are friends. Yeah. They might be extremely attractive, but you almost like grew up like siblings. So you're not attracted to them. So I think it really varies mm. person to person. Okay. Okay. And Charles, we're going to stick with CP because Charlotte and Charles to my. Okay. CP, found, okay. What is <laughs> exactly your answer? The same. <laughs> um, well, I only have attractive men friends. So of course, of I mean, course. yeah, it's, it's kind of hard, but, but uh, I agree with everybody. There's, there's caveats. It's a case by case basis. If you're physically attracted to somebody up front, it kind of makes things. Uh, I, I don't odd. know. Odd. Yeah, difficult. The rope's a little taut to begin with. So, you know, the older you get, the 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 more control you seem to have over urges, mm-hmm. for, for a lack of a better term. If you're asking 15-year-old me, I, I would say if I'm attracted to <laughs> it's impossible. Right. Um, but, you know, o- over time, it, it, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm somebody who was attracted to somebody who wasn't straight. And I was, you know, all right, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't can't can't cancel out having conversations. Okay, okay. Uh, my answer is no. <laughs> Just flat out no. It, it can't <laughs> no, and, and and again, there's professional like acquaintances and friendships like I have with you two there, and you know Angela Knight and all that. You know, we're all collaborators and we're all building content, so. There's a respect level there that I think that's impenetrable. Like that's just the, that's the barrier that will never happen. And plus we're all mature adults, but in my space, like uh, to your point, Charlotte, when I started dating, I lost all my friends. So whenever a girl that I was talking to, it didn't work out. I'd always say, Hey, I have no friends. And you know, I wasn't what exactly you, what you were looking for, but let's be friends. I don't know what the bars, what the hot bar is. You know, maybe you can introduce me to your friends and I could get to know more people. So it, it is weird to have that, you know, we dated, maybe hooked up once or twice, and now we're just friends. And that kind of be in the air for the longevity that you know that person. Um, that's that, that never ends well. It never does. And to the attraction piece, no. I've had female friends who say, you know, nothing's ever going to happen. I just see you as my broski. And then, you know, a couple of drinks start flying. And, hey, come help me put up my TV. I need to put up the... Uh, I need, I need you to help me mount it on the wall before you know we're, we're both naked. So it's like you have the to, TV. Yeah. Mount the TV on the wall and then I'm there and then she makes me dinner. And then before you know, we're doing something and it totally ruins a friendship. It's never the same again. And then you stop talking. Um, so in my opinion, no, the only variable again is the attraction piece. If you are not attracted to him or her, nothing's going to happen. Nothing. But if there is any, any portion of attraction anything what's it not uh, is it uh, not occam's razor with murphy's law anything that can happen will happen it, it's going to happen eventually and um also the shelf life of being a friend with a female from a guy's point of view the shelf life is only maybe less than six months because she always meets a guy who has a problem with you and it yeah. starts some drama and then she'll stop talking to you to start you know being serious with this other guy so it never lasts long either that's such a good point that's happened, happened to me all the time. It's happened to me. I I had to break up with a male friend. 
Because if a woman saw you as a threat? Because no, because the I was dating a narcissist. That's a whole nother topic okay. Whoa. Okay. Show. But <laughs> And I think this is important for people watching to know, too, like no one should ever tell you like early on anyway, like what to do, like, you know, lose certain friends and like, you know, certain things that like it, there's a there's a healthy way to discuss, I think, this topic um, at a certain like appropriate point in time. But um, I was I was in a situation where like it was like, no, you're not allowed and I like, I cut off a friend and, um, that's true though. Like they're the other side may have a problem with it. And then that person feels like, all right, I have to like, kind of get rid of that friend. And that's, yeah. that sucks. But sometimes maybe it's, it's valid, but there's a, like a time and a place and a way to do that. And I think to Charlotte's point, what if it's like your childhood long friend and there's never been any history of anything, you know, mm -hmm. It also depends on, I think, like, what are you doing with this friend? Like, are you guys chatting on the phone all night long in front of, like, your partner? That's okay. <laughs> probably not okay. Or, like, are you having dates, you know, a couple times a week with your friends? I just think it's like, what are we doing with the friends? Well, I mean, um, well, like with any friend, I think, oof. There has to be a certain level. There has to be uh, boundaries, right? There has boundaries, to be that. Yeah. And if... If you have a guy friend, I think the boundary, if I'm like, let's say I'm dating you, Taryn, and you know, you have a guy friend, the way I saw it in the dating world going in at 39 is like, I, these, everybody I'm dating has had a life, yeah. they friends, who the hell am I to tell them that they can't talk to a friend they've known for four or five years. Right. But to keep that level of respect, if I see anything that's kind of like, okay, I'm not comfortable with that. I'll speak up. Exactly. And let you know, like, hey, you know, you were really drunk with him the other night and those posts really messed. I don't like that. So let's, okay. let, you know, something of that nature. But again, there has to be a level of trust for somebody coming in and mm -hmm. not force you to make a decision, because I think that's an immediate red flag on the person that's that's coming into your life. Like, hey, no, we're yeah. severing that. I don't like that. I think that's a big red flag. Rudy, uh, to, I would piggyback that statement with when you enter a relationship, not, not friends, I'm talking about, you know, lovers, um, mm -hmm. you never have a situation where, where both partners are equally confident. You have somebody that's a little more insecure than the other. Okay. And that will always play into these theological that's scenarios true. here. Yeah. Very true. And they may be cool with it at first, but then you yeah. kind of start to see the signs of the, Oh, yeah. it was just an act. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't laugh like that at my jokes. What the <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, like I said, in truth, in my opinion, um, no, it, 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 it can't work. And yes, it's there are some. Hard, no, oh, no. Well, like, well, like, See, said, like, like TV <laughs> said, as at 46, yes, I, I have the self-control and discipline to behave. But younger Rudy, who didn't make all these mistakes and, you know, <laughs> learn from them. No, if the attraction's there, there's always a chance. And most guys, we've all seen those cliche viral videos with the guys say he's just waiting uh, until you're heartbroken or hurt for him to swoop in. A lot of guys. Yeah, I've done that, too. I mean, I, I hate to admit it, but yeah, some of us are just jerks and we're waiting for our turn. I know. <laughs> mm. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I try to put myself in the position of like, if I was, if I was with somebody and they had a fr- a, a female friend, I don't, I don't know that I'd be okay with it. Like, there's a certain again, like, to what extent are they hanging out or talking? You know, um, how long mm-hmm. have they known each other? So that's why I started out with like, there's like a spectrum for me. I don't know because I just can't give a straight answer. I guess. Sorry. Yeah. And plus, I guess, I guess to tie, tie up my point with what I was mentioning earlier, if I'm dating like you and you start telling this guy friend all of our business and what I'm not doing right, that's a huge red flag there. And there's like some intimacy that you both have that I think would be, I think most people, men or women would be uncomfortable with mm-hmm. if you're confiding everything to this other person. Right. I mean. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's like way too strong of a friendship. Like, I think it's like, how did how did you meet? I think it's totally reasonable too to ask, um, you know, if there's a friend that just seems really close. Um, I think it's kind of a fun question, like, oh, you know, have like, have you guys hooked up or like, why haven't you? And it's kind of funny. The answers they always right. give are kind of funny, like, oh, like, you know, I grew up I grew up with them and stuff and how they answer it kind of tells you how they feel, because sometimes it's like they just have like a blank face. It's like, oh, maybe it's been <laughs> on their mind or maybe it, it has happened. So yeah. I think it's a reasonable question to ask. And I think, um, yeah, like kind of what the friendship looks like matters a lot too. Like, yeah, some people call everybody a friend. I also think, yeah, like I, I think how the friend treats you as a couple, like when I've had, you know, guy friends and when I say friends, like it's not, we're not best buddies. We're not, you know, mm-hmm. we're not doing pseudo dates or anything like that. It's like, oh, I'm having a barbecue with 20 people, you know, come on, like, come on over, like that kind of thing. Um, it's more like group gatherings. And if they're in a relationship, um, you, I treat like them and their new partner like a unit. So it's like I go and introduce myself to the woman that they're seeing um, exchange numbers. If I have some sort of like a gathering, I invite them both as a pair and they've always done like the same for me. So it's like I feel like those kinds of boundaries. And I think that also just you know kind of sets the tone for like this is our friend group. We're respectful of new couples and we treat you guys as a unit kind of thing. Hmm. OK, um, now let me kind of just change this question a little bit. Would anybody be okay if you say you're dating a guy, a woman, whatever, and they introduce you to their best friend, but you found out they dated three years ago, which means they actually were intimate. Would that bother any of y'all? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be be weird. That'd be weird. And I asked a guy friend before the show. Yeah. (laughs) If, how would he feel if we were dating and I like invited, you know, a friend, another male friend to come, you know, to dinner or like a barbecue, but it's someone I had previously hooked up with or I've been in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And I think for most people that's like off limits. It's just. Yeah. In a way it's also kind of disrespectful in a sense, right? I mean, is uh, maybe I'm overreaching with that statement. I don't know, but there was this like a one, there's many women that I dated, but there was this one I remember on, on, on one occasion I went, on one of our first dates, we went to a hip hop club and I hate hip hop. I can't dance hip hop, you know, whatever. But there's, she was surrounded by all these guys and I'm like, okay, so I'm not going to let this bother me. But I go, who are these guys? They're all really nice to her. Oh, these are all my friends. And I'm like, did you date any of them? She goes, oh yeah, they're all my ex-boyfriends. Like, yeah. and I'm like, really? I'm like, oh my God. So every guy, all these 10 guys that were around me and her, they dated, which it, you, can, you can imagine what my mind was thinking. Like, okay, she's probably... You yeah. know, dated all these guys have been intimate. So no, that was a red flag. And uh, is there maybe a power trip in a woman? Maybe, uh, maybe I know what's a in a guy it would be, but is there a power trip with women that you know of that would do that to invite 
maybe at a birthday party, all the guests or her ex-boyfriends and just to kind of see all her boyfriends, ex-boyfriends kind of being in the same room. Is there like maybe a weird power trip in that? Hunger Games? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I have no idea. <laughs> that would be a huge red flag. That would, yeah, yeah. Would be shooting yourself in the foot too. Like if you have somebody that knew that you really, really care about, like why would you want them to see people that knew you when you were like younger and less mature and stuff? Like that's just like, I think a sign of a, like a crazy person. It's yeah. definitely a red flag. Yeah. Rudy, yeah. the Bachelorette. I realize you think it's a reality show. It's, it's quite. <laughs> it's, it's I've never seen one episode, not one. Uh, and real quick, everybody on TikTok, thank you for watching. If you want to see the full or be part of the uh, conversation, go over to YouTube. I'm live uh, and uh, you can leave your questions. We'll address them and we'll answer them later on. Someone had a good comment here. One second here. Uh, Rocky, she says, she's just a friend. So annoying. If there's a situation when then, what's he, then what does that, in other words, she's, she says a comment, she's just a friend is annoying. And it's an immediate red flag. Does, um, is that, is that any truth to that? Friends. There's nothing to worry about. She's just a friend. <laughs> that is kind of an annoying comment. Mm -hmm. I feel like it would, it just definitely then presents follow-up questions. I think that swings back to security. You think so? There might be either the person who has a problem with it feels inferior in some way, shape or form. I, I would be more worried about if somebody says they or them or doesn't doesn't signify what their friend is. And, you mm -hmm. know, that, that used to be a thing when I was younger. Oh, yeah. You know, they're very vague with the pronouns. So they, like, they, yeah, I, I'm, going out, I'm going out with a friend. Like, uh, well, yeah, you didn't tell me she was they. Yeah. <laughs> Heidi Klum. What the? Or the one that and again, the one that women always told me that I was dating. Oh, he's a guy friend, but he's gay. Like, whatever. <laughs> they always said that and they always lie to me. So I've anyway. seen Chasing Amy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts, guys, before we go to the next topic on can men and women be friends? And then, yeah. Uh, you want to add? Again, no. my answer is no. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll again. Uh, I found this out from a female. Uh, you know, I, what I'm called in the world is a demisexual, and that is somebody who really can't can't find themselves doing one night one night stands. Uh, if again, I've grown to this. If you ask me. At mm -hmm. 20, I'm answering completely differently. But um, yeah, if you're attracted to somebody physically, it's one thing. And uh, sure, they're great to look at. And you probably both want to get both of your privates wet and whatever. But mm -hmm. me at this stage of my life, I would like to know what we're going to talk about afterwards. Like, I, you know, I, I, I'm too cynical about people at this point. I, I've, I've been burned way too many times to to just have have physical attraction be like the the top of the tier yeah but and again as you said earlier us in our 20s no there was no way of course we couldn't yeah. control that no no all right let's go to the next up and demisexual dude I, this is how naive i am to terms i thought that you meant like a like a greek mythology like a greek god well, slept with a woman i, I was a demigod but i got demisexual <laughs> never mind I got no it. it's somebody who who can't just can't just Click Turn right it off. Bat. You, you, you know, you, you need some form of getting to know one another before you can start forming a okay. relationship uh, okay. romantically. All right. All right. Uh, next question. No. 
Can you be friends with an ex, an yes. ex-husband, ex-boyfriend? God, he says the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but CP, you go first. Can can you be friends with your ex? No. Why? No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, my my ex-wife, no, no, God, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it depends. I, I I touch base with a couple of my exes every now and again, and you know, I mean, there was a reason we were together at some point. Once you get over the the shitty parts of your relationship. You you, mm-hmm. you you were together for a reason. So there was some sort of attraction. You know, once you let the the hate die down, yeah, of course. Okay. And the, and the, again, that's your ex-wife, not like an ex-girlfriend or anything like that, right? Yeah, the ex-wife's a solid no. Okay, um, solid no. Okay. Anything other than that is a, yeah, sure. Okay. I guess it comes down to respect, right? If you're, the, the wounds have healed and you both have moved on and there's that mutual respect, I guess I can see that from an ex-spouse, but from an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, uh-huh. I guess that's working kind of be yes or no. My ex-spouse waited to the one year anniversary of my father's suicide to tell me that we needed to move his shit out of our, our garage. <sighs> Needless to say, we were divorced. That's within so a year. messed up, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Wow. Uh, Sorry. No, okay. I don't know how to pivy up. Charlotte, what's your hands? <laughs> um, my- Worst segue ever, man. Don't Thanks for having a lawyer me. on, Rudy. Yes, Charlotte. <laughs> Damn. Um, like, how do I rebound from that? Charlotte, what's up? <laughs> I guess um, I, I would say a yes with an even bigger asterisk than the last one, um, with the idea being that, yeah, some people more liberal with the term friend than others to some people. And you say like, are you fr-, when they say they're friends with their ex, they just mean, you know, if I bump into them from time to time, we say hi and we don't totally hate each other. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it depends on like the, the context um, from that as well. Or, you know, sometimes exes are just in situations where they're naturally kind of put in the same room together. I think like co-parenting relationships, you know, the people who date a coworker and it doesn't work out like that kind of thing where it's more of a friendly than friends type of thing are mm-hmm. like buddy, but being buddy buddies. Absolutely not. I think the only maybe exception to that is like, if it's something, you know, in another, I guess like another lifetime, like, if it was, you know, the two of you were high school boyfriend, girlfriend, your moms are still friends, you're 30 now, and you go back home for Christmas and see the high school crowd and you're two totally different people, mm-hmm. um, maybe something like that. But like two adults that are no longer together. No, it's like a recent relationship, recent adult relationship. Absolutely not. OK, even, okay. even no. if they weren't it's just boyfriend and girlfriend. I I. I I just think it never ends well. I think it's uh, there's wishful th- if they want to stay friends, there's like wishful thinking on someone's part for something. If they don't have like a reason to be communicating in the first place. Yeah. What if they just touch base? You know, there's some more maybe more uh, manipulating when it comes to that. Uh, maybe they I think want social friends, media they plays you around too. and just not see you move on. They they just mm-hmm. want you in their lives. But, but to keep an eye on you in the moment you start dating somebody or show interest, they'll come back. Yeah. Or otherwise, that. that's happened to me plenty of times. Your relationship status changes and then suddenly somebody's in your DMs yeah. like, hey, yeah. just checking up on you. Oh, convenient. That always <laughs> happens too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Taryn? Well, I think I come from a different mindset because I am co-parenting with my kid's ex, mm-hmm. well, with their dad, my ex-husband. Um, and I like to think that we're friends. I wouldn't say like we're hanging out. We're not like buddy, buddy, but we're friends in that 
we respect each other. We communicate well. I feel, I still, I think I said this on one of your shows. I, if he needed me for something, I would be there. And I think vice versa, but we share kids together. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's a different kind of friendship. Um, and then with ex boyfriends, I, I, I can stay in touch with exes and, um, and I do, there are some that, again, if they needed me, I would drop whatever and be there for them. But it's oh. not like, a, you know, we're hanging out and they're coming to the barbecues type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so it's think- more like a text exchange. It's nothing like you're seeing each other no, weekly or monthly. No, not like that. I don't think that that's okay. appropriate if you're in a new relationship. And I don't think that it's... Um, I think for a lot of people, it's probably hard to do for one reason or another. But to Charlotte's point, I think it's um, it's it's kind of like it's just got so many different variables. And, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah. OK, um, I, I'm going to say yes on this, because, again, the ex-wife and I get along great and we feel there's no no animosity. She's remarried. I'm engaged. So, and you know, her husband is an awesome dude. You know, they get along with my fiance. It's like a wonderful, like a harmony, uh, mm-hmm. as far as in the dating space, there's really just two that I still keep in touch with. And, you know, one's engaged and prepping for her wedding. One moved out of state and we text occasionally, occasionally, just like you said, uh, Taryn is like, Hey, how mm-hmm. you doing? Guess what? I'm engaged. I'm, I'm a good dad. How's it going? You know, things like that is it's, it's respectable. We never cross boundaries and they really meant a lot to me. Like, yeah. um, they, the, like for me, when I say I love you, I mean that. And even if it doesn't work out, there's always going to be a piece of you here. And, you know, it may not be as strong as it was when we were dating, but you're, you're special to me. So I look out for you and uh, like, hey, how's it going, et cetera. I just want to be sure you're doing OK. So there's only two that I keep up with. And again, it's completely respectable. And I would never cross that boundary because I know if I did, which I won't, they would call me out. And then that friendship's over and just and vice versa, because we're all in good places and there's no way we would jeopardize what we have uh, for anything stupid. And these are friendships where it's, if I'm texting them, I'm, I can share those, those conversations with my fiance now. Like, Hey, guess what? You know, like they even bought my son, they bought my son, you know, gifts when we were registered for, you know, baby shower gifts, they bought them. Hey, this is from the next, she's sweet. You know, this is, I dated her back in 2017. She's oh, that's sweet. So again, that's a good point, Rudy, even from the prior question, can, can men and women be friends? I think like if you can leave your phone out in the open and somebody can read your conversations with your friend and there's no questions or, you know, flags raised or eyebrows raised, then, then maybe that's a legitimate just friendship. But if you're like deleting messages and trying to hide conversations, it's Mm -hmm. that's That's where it's wrong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think you can again. And again, this, I guess this kind of ties to the original question, can men and women be friends? Um, uh, I guess, did I cancel out my own answer? No, I didn't. I, I truly meant when I said, no, it, it can't from a, from a straight, you know, point of view, because most guys, like I said, given the opportunity, the right circumstances, any guy is going to just jump in and, you know, try to not, I don't say take advantage, but, you know, try to win their place, especially if he's attracted to you. Uh, but you're saying with an ex, that is like taken off the table. I guess the difference for me, and again, tell me what you guys think. For me, it's that you've had a history, it's completed, and we've all moved on from it. So there's nothing else to explore. 
but I care about you. And that's all there is to it. I think that's the biggest difference. Yeah. But see, that's where I think this, like the spectrum kind of comes in. Cause what if it's an ex that maybe, you know, you can't be together for different reasons, but there's still a physical attraction to each other. That's dangerous. Yeah. You just fuck. Like yeah. That. That's very dangerous. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. I, I just asked a question to my, 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 sorry to be so oh. brutal. No, I no, seriously. I asked a question to a, a lot of women. If you've ever had an affair with a married man, message me, let me know. I want to know your story. So I have like the next day, 50 women message me and almost half those stories are, he was an ex from high school or somebody in my twenties mm. broke up. And I always thought about him. We are now divorced in our thirties and rekindling that old flame. The sexual use car lot. Like, like well, it. No, not, not like that, but, it, but it, the passion and the, the what ifs. And uh, again, I, there's no closure in that story. It's always the what ifs and what is she doing? What are they doing? So for them to be friends, that's a dangerous chemical mixture. But if there's closure in that, then it's somewhat safe. Yeah. Yeah. People ask me a lot of times um, if I would ever like consider getting back with my ex-husband. And right, no. I always chuckle because I look at him like a brother now which yeah. is so weird because I was married to him and we have kids, but I really look at him like, like a brother. Mm -hmm. um, so when that, when you have like that, yeah, like that nail in the coffin kind of closure and there's just no more potential for any kind of romantic or intimate, you know, feelings to get involved. But I don't know. I mean, he may feel differently. I don't know. That's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel the same thing with my ex-wife. It's like a, you know, we, we've obviously had a, a past life with each other, uh, but it's more like, a, I guess, a sister. I, it's yeah. it out loud. It's, it's kind of weird. It really feels like a lifetime ago, right? Yeah. For you, it feels like a lifetime ago for me. Yeah, completely um, different. I think when kids, kids are involved, it's it's tremendously respectable that, that you guys can put aside anything, uh, whether or not it be friendliness or not, out of necessity for the children. As somebody who was brought up my parents divorced when I was 10 months old and it sucked when I, I would hear about the other one from the parent like that. That was like really irresponsible on both their parts. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my, how many times I heard about child support from my father. I was just like, dude, do you want me or not? Like, cause I don't mm -hmm. want to hear about how much you're paying to not have me. Like that's kind of a dick thing to do. I miss my yeah. father greatly, but, uh, you know, it's it's tremendously respectable to to do the right thing for the kids. And that's well so in my in my field, right? I am telling people all the time, you know, like you have to be able to love your children more than you hate yes. each other, right? Yes. And you don't have to be friends. You don't right. have to be going out to dinners as a family anymore. You don't have to have each other coming into each other's homes, but you know, you are still going to have some kind of a relationship together. It's just changed now. You're still connected. And um, the hopefully you can be friendly, at least for the kids sake. Um, mm -hmm. But my ex-husband, he has the code to my garage. He comes mm -hmm. in. I mean, I don't live with it. Like I'm 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 single. I probably shouldn't say that on live TV either. But, um, <laughs> What's the code? Again? Alone, but I have lots of guns. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, he, you know, he knows that he he's welcome in. Like, and he'll he'll come in and he'll come upstairs and see what the kids are up to. Like, it's just and anybody that 
I'm ever dating or that I w- would date in the future. If they, if they try to like kind of mess with that, I'm going to have a problem with that. Cause I want it to always stay, you know, that way. Yeah. You, you may not have a responsibility to your ex anymore, but those children, you, you can't <laughs> divorce. Yeah. I mean, I guess some people can, but you know, you're, you're still responsible for those kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we haven't touched on this, but let's say you had a toxic relationship where it was just not good. But again, let's just say the um, I, I have to be careful because I'm live on multiple platforms. Let's just say a certain act was intense and that was really the the foundation of your relationship, uh, something of that effect. Um, and you break up. Why is it like the other person in my case? Why is it? And, and I want to get the female perspective. Why is it uh, women will break up with you and with those types of relationships, but still linger and still message you say hey what are you doing and you know just keep tabs on you why why do exes tend to hover around and check check on you charlotte yeah i think um maybe this i think definitely this is more like like female centric um the sense even though this might be a toxic person and it was not a healthy relationship there's still a sense of safety in that it's a familiar person that you know isn't going to murder you Um, So if you're feeling lonely, um, this idea of going on a date with somebody new, yeah, you, they might not be toxic. It might be more healthy, but that's scary. Especially like if you're like, you know, out of something or getting back into dating, it's safer. It can feel safer to go somewhere where you like just came from. Mm -hmm. So there's that familiar space is what you're saying. And they they feel safe in or around you. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I was thinking more vindictive, you know, manipulative, narrative. You've seen too many movies. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, you, Rudy, you're saying you think it's if certain parts of the relationship were very like intense, hot and heavy, but it was right. not a good relationship. Why does the female linger? Right. And you think it's for like manipulation reasons? I don't know. That's no. what I'm asking. I, I truthfully don't know. So, I mean, I think think it's a, I I think it's just a case by case, but I, I, I think if it's a toxic relationship, but there was that aspect that was, you know, like hot. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there's a, like a, this trauma bonding and Charlotte, I'm sure you, cause you're in the dating, you know, TikTok world. And that's like a, a catchphrase, right? But it's a real thing. And I think if you're in something that's toxic, then there is that trauma bonding that happens that can happen. And that I think for certain people kind of keeps them hooked in, in a sense, and it makes it harder to kind of like back away. So you've got like the aspect of the physicality being hot and heavy. And also it's this trauma bonding. So it's like this, this like connection. It's like the highs got like the mm-hmm. highs and the lows and like the highs are addicting. Yeah. I, I would also think too, it's like, um, you know, like you'll see sometimes like women with their relationships, like when they want to get married, like they almost like write that our story page that you see like on the not.com as they're going along. Like if they tell you the story of how they met, like it'll, it'll always be like this dramatic retelling. Um, I think there's also maybe that, you know, I'm the main character. Here's my sex in the city, um, <laughs> 50 shades of gray style life. And like kind of writing the goofy romance novel as it goes along. I think that's a sign of immaturity. Maybe you're not ready for a relationship. Maybe you need to take a break. Um, but I think there's a little bit of that as well. Like writing your own, I don't know, you're the main character in the, in the romance novel. Um, and you think it's like kind of like sexy, even though it might be at the expense of someone else's feelings and your own, you know, uh, mental health. Hmm. Rudy, can I can I 
ask a question to you? Sure. Dating influencers for a question for uh, inquiry. Sure. Uh, I'm curious to know if through your relationships and and whether or not you give advice on this, if you can look within yourself and learn from whatever went right or wrong in previous relationships. And do you advise on any of those personal experiences? Yeah. I mean, that's more or less like for me, like the foundation of everything I talk about from divorce, from, you know, cheating and being a horrible husband and everything I've learned in my past. I mean, granted uh, those mistakes, I, I'm glad I learned from them. Most people don't. And it, it believe it or not, it, it, took, it takes a lot to look in the mirror and say, yes, you are the, the jerk. But yes, um, that's more or less where I come from. So it's real life experience for me, but also stories that I've seen throughout my life. You know, I got a lot of my friends and myself got married young. So I've seen over 20, 25 marriages end or, you know, are still together. Uh, plus the stories that people share with me. I, I've spoken to thousands of people all over the world, men and women, and they've shared with me, you know, what they've done and what their perspective is. And I've always wanted to learn both perspectives from men and women because that's how you grow as a person. So that's my answer. Um, oh, and I, I think my answer on that would be um, with any, I think with any relationship, it's even if you're the one that got totally screwed over with an embarrassing, you know, they cheated on you and it was the most embarrassing moment of your life and you did no wrong. I think it's still always good to just look at, you know, what can I do differently next time? Even if it's like, how do I pick a person that maybe has less red flags? I think just that personal growth is huge. Um, and also the only person you can control is yourself. If it's always like, mm -hmm. oh, like, you know, this person screwed me over and, and, and whatnot. It's like, looking at yourself because that's you're hundred percent in control of yourself. Can't control what other people do. So I think no matter the relationship, no matter the date, like it's, it's always good to like reflect on what you could do differently and what you learned. Right on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I completely mirror what Charlotte just said. I think that whether you're the person that, you know, was a jerk or you're the person that got screwed or got hurt, it's always an opportunity to, to look at how you handled the situation, um, how you got into that situation and yeah, grow from it and hope for, hope for something better in the future. But, um, I mean, the whole idea of everything we're experiencing is hopefully a lesson at least. The problem yeah. I've learned, uh, cynically and generally speaking is uh, we, we certainly have issues admitting fault. As, as humans or Americans, maybe I should say, uh, but, you yeah. know, when it comes to relationship, you're sitting there holding the pieces saying, well, what happened? Not what did I do? Yeah. Yeah. And for every relationship, every toxic relationship, every devastating heartbreak I had, you know, in the single world, I don't hate any of them. It's it was all my fault. Like, if I look back, I was the one who ignored the red flags, made exceptions to my standards because mm -hmm. of their beauty and thought I'd make exceptions and like, oh, I'll change her, I'll show her like what a real man is, all this. So all that was my fault. And of course, I didn't see that immediately when it was happening and when my heart was broken. But in hindsight, yeah, I allowed myself to be put in that space. So that's why I was just more extra careful and uh, my rules and not to break them and just to be careful who I allow in my space. So, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of lessons there. Definitely, man. Uh, and real quick, I wanted to share this. This is, uh, I don't know if everybody can see this, but this is the uh, stats on Facebook. I put this poll out there and men and women just be friends. And here we go. 53% uh, said no. I want a gender expansion. <laughs> no, I don't have those types of analytics, but 
Yep. Uh, 53% said no. And uh, 47 obviously said yes. Let's see some comments real quick. A true test for every woman that says yes. Call your best friend up saying you want uh, you want him and see how he reacts. If he's not gay, I bet he will. <laughs> I guess he's kind of true there. I mean, I know that's a weird kind of statement how he phrases it, but it is kind of true there. Uh, if there's zero mutual attraction and they actually like the same things, otherwise they are just lying to themselves. Oh, let's see here. Oh, this is a weird one. If your partner were bisexual, would it upset you? Would, it, would you be upset with them having any friends at all? And I put my mind was blown with that question. So there you go. <laughs> but that that's physical attraction. You have to tie into that as somebody. Yeah. Not a simple yes and no. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just reading the comments and I'm like, yeah, it's like it depends and not a simple yes and no. Yeah, yeah. that depends. Uh, it can. It all depends on loyalty uh, to your partner. That goes for both men and women. However, there are guys out there uh, who will hit on your wife. Oh, yeah, all the time. Even your so-called friends. Yep, that is true. Keep an eye out for that. I was I've, I've said this on many of my previous uh, videos. I was one thing that shocked me was how many of my old friends from high school and current friends started asking my ex-wife out. And I, I could not believe that how yeah. often it happens. Uh, yeah. Aaron, when you were, uh, when you divorced your, your ex-husband, were a lot of his uh, friends asking you out? Does that happen? Did that happen with you? Oh, you were asking? Oh, I thought you yeah. said Aaron. I was like, who's he talking to? Yeah. <laughs> Can See? you repeat the question, please? Rudy, speak clearer. No, the, the question was, <laughs> when you were divorcing uh, your ex-husband, did, did you find that a lot of his friends... We're asking, we're trying to ask you out. No. Oh, no. really? Wow. No. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. He's actually got some healthy friends around him. That's really good. I'm, that makes me actually happy. <laughs> yeah. No, we didn't have that. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, next topic I want to talk about is uh, the infamous friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, I want to ask you this. How does a guy end up in the friend zone? Charlotte, you can go first, whoever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think, and I'll, I'll start first. Um, I do like, I hate the phrasing of the term friend, like getting put in the friend zone, because I think um, like you're an adult, you have your own agency over your life. No one can put you anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. All yep. that said, um, well, no one can put you anywhere. They can um, a make a false assumption about what you want because you didn't say directly what your intentions were. Um, oh. So if you go in, um, you know, acting as though you want friendship, you never indicate otherwise. Um, you know, they, they might just assume. And then, um, you know, if you reveal that attraction later on, they might say, well, I thought we were just friends. Um, or um, it can, you could end up in this, you can put yourself in this friend zone by, um, you know, you offer, um, you know, you, an interest in romantic in a romantic relationship. Um, mm -hmm. And then they counter offer with friendship. And then you say, okay, cool. I'll stick around. Um, off offers are offers. Those aren't summons or orders. You can walk away from that. So if you stick around, that's kind of like, on you. And I think, um, yeah, the empower th empowering thing to do is be direct from the start and walk away when you're, if you're counter offered with, you know, a type of relationship, like a, a platonic friendship, when you, that's not what you're looking for. Great answer. Be direct on what you want up front. And I guess in your experience uh, for men who've like, were maybe weren't clear with you, is that what you've seen? They just didn't let their intentions be known. 
Yeah. And so I, I think, um, and as you get older, you kind of, you kind of can get a vibe for, you know, okay, like this, this feels a little bit like this doesn't feel like a friendship. Like I said about like, you know, the male female friendship boundaries, it's like, you know, if I have a bad day and you, you send flowers to my house or something, my, my own female friends don't do that. That's, mm. that's weird. Um, so I think you can, you kind of realize the signs as you're older, but when you're younger, you don't know, especially when the guys are like a bit more shy, they don't necessarily know how to communicate that. Um, but yeah, it was all, and it would be like a big surprise where it was like, Oh, whoa, like, you know, and I felt bad cause it was like, if I, if I knew this, I wouldn't, you know, have continued being, you know, friendly with you this, at this point at this level. Mm-hmm. Coming on too strong. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Taryn? I think, um, well, guys, if you don't want to be put in the friend zone, don't suggest your first date to be a lunch date. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you. I just, it just doesn't, just doesn't go well. I don't know. There's something about a lunch date that just doesn't work. <laughs> If you can put your finger on it, what is it about lunch? I mean, I have my thoughts on it, but what is it about lunch in your opinion that kind of puts it? I'm I'm laughing and I'm saying this because this actually happened to, um, to me and the lunch, the lunch date just seems so, um, casual, like it just seems friendly. It seems like you're going like, like, uh, with like a like you're meeting up for like a business meeting or something. I don't know. It's it just kind of gives off more than coffee. Yeah, I don't know. Or like I don't know. I just don't. To me, a first date. I hate to say it. I really hate to say this, but it's true. It should be like I want to get dressed up. I want to look cute. I want to feel pretty, and I want to go have a glass of wine. Or like I I, I have no interest in getting coffee. I don't want to have coffee. Mm-hmm. On a first date. I don't personally. Um, there's other things you could do besides drinking alcohol, but mm-hmm. there's just something about, oh, the there is shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm being funny, but it's also true. I think from, you know, from my point of view, but I think that, um, guys, and I hate to say this too, because, you know, I think like women have come so far and I'd like to see myself as like progressive and all of this, like, you know, female empowerment, but I do feel like for me, I like guys to lead a little bit in mm. the dating aspect. Um, and if they're just not aggressive enough, I don't, that's like maybe not the right word to use, but no, I know what you're saying. I know exactly aggressive enough or direct enough about like what, what they're, you know, looking for or being complimentary or, um, you know, being like a little fun and flirtatious. It's, if you're being like too stiff or too um, formal or not, I don't know. Then it just it just it just kind of gives off like this friend zone scent. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I can see. So, in other words, if he's not comfortable in his own skin, he's not uh, leading. I, I've always used the term for I take command, but I mean, don't uh, what's the term? Uh, take charge, but don't take command. Like, of course, let, let go with the yeah. woman and whatever chemistry you have, yeah. but yeah, you man, be sort of, I mean, that's, it always worked for me and I don't feel bad saying that. I know a lot of modern phrases and, you know, uh, social media, uh, campaigns say not to be that, but mm-hmm. I think if you come from a genuine place and you have a good heart and you're not looking to be manipulative, 
And to take advantage of somebody. Yeah, I know. Nobody, nobody wants like manipulation and like the the machismo, like aggressive jerk off. But I think women, we sense when someone's like comfortable in their own skin and confident, or if they're again, coming off, like they're, they're interested and there is like this attraction, like, so saying certain things and saying it a certain way and, you know, making suggestions for the first, second, whatever, third date. Um, but if you're just like slow off the jump on that, mm-hmm. just kind of it's a little bit of a turnoff, and then it's like, okay, this is this is a buddy, you know. And sometimes the connection's just not there, you know. Like it's not that they're doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of falls flat uh, in like the romantic aspect. Okay. Okay. Uh, Charlotte, what are your thoughts on what uh, Taryn said about the coffee date and oh. the lunch? Yeah, I I think there's something to be said for having, um, you know, a vibe to your dates that feels sexy. Like I think, um, you know, there's can be there's a right way to do coffee dates. There's a right way to do lunch dates, but to you too much of one thing, it, and it can feel kind of like a business meeting. Like one of the reasons I never like coffee dates, I've done way too many job interviews at a coffee shop. Um, mm-hmm. Like there's something to be said for choosing like the you know dimly lit like up and coming cocktail bar with the candles. You're going in the evening when they've got live music or something like mm-hmm. so. Just I think having it like almost like more sexy first dates, like not have sex yeah. on the first date, but you know, a sex mm-hmm. like a you know a sultry like kind of romantic vibe to it, um, kind of sends puts things on that path versus you know oh like I I get coffee with female friends like all the time and it's just, mm-hmm. it just it doesn't feel too like too sexy. I was like, yeah, it could even be something like like axe throwing. I don't know, like something different. But something with like a vibe, like a fun. Did you say you know, axe throwing? Yeah, yeah. Axe throwing. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, it's a fun time. Yeah. Just something that is a little bit more entertaining and interesting than like I'm. Not, if you are wanting me to go to Starbucks to meet you for a first date, yeah. you're you're so far in the friend zone. <laughs> I don't even think we have axes in New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I completely agree with you. Um, I just, I, if you go to a Starbucks at, at noon or any time during the day, you have a, a lot of people. There's a lot of interviews, a lot of kids. There's, it's not a sexy atmosphere or an atmosphere you wanted to maybe get to know somebody with. It's more like you want to get the hell out of there. Uh, so coffee has never been an option for me. I always prefer for first date, honestly, to uh, drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's meet somewhere. I, like you said, I love seeing a woman in, dress up and see, you know, in her best. And I dress up as well. And, you know, it's something about evening on Friday, Saturday night. There's more like an adult sexy type of vibe. And especially yeah. if you're like in a dimly lit type of like nice place with great music, it, it adds atmosphere, like a sexy mm-hmm. atmosphere. And it adds to the vibe. So all those elements are working for you. And, you know, I've heard some men say, well, you know, dates are expensive. That's why we go with coffee. Well, go on a, go for a drink on a first date. You know, what's the most you can spend? A hundred bucks maybe on drinks? Maybe depending on where you're at. That's not a lot. Shouldn't be dating then. <laughs> well, you know, well, to them, it's... Yeah, you know, afford people, the drinks. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> well, you know, see, everyone's budget's different, right? Maybe they're rebuilding from a divorce, whatever the case is. I don't know. But there's just nothing sexy at all about a noon or lunch. No. And then you're leaving and the sun's out. It's, it's just weird. So, I, I, again, I agree. To set the atmosphere, it has to be at night. I think, too, to Charlotte's point about, like, if they're not direct about what they want, or maybe they mis misstate what they want. Like, um, so I, the same guy that I had a lunch date with, 
he does not have kids. We're actually friends now, but he um, does not have kids. I hope he's not watching. <laughs> he might be. Rule breaker. <laughs> um, he doesn't have kids. And on the first lunch date, he says to me, now we can laugh about it. But he said something like, and of course, I have two kids. I have two boys. And he says, like, I'm super uncomfortable around kids. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, A, we're on a fucking lunch date. And B, you're uncomfortable around children. And I have two. So I'm probably going to put you over here. Um, <laughs> so I think, and as we started to get to know each other, and now it's been a few years. So I think he just maybe misspoke about his feelings on that. Um, and I think he's come a long way since then. But um, yeah, if you don't see the world the same way, or you just like, You're right. mm-hmm. it, it could, you could have a date with somebody and there's not even like a chance in hell that you want to be friends with that person. They're not interesting. They're not fun. You don't ever want to see them again. But the people that like they're good people and they're fun and you, you have a, you have a connection, but just, you you know, that you're on two different planets, then mm-hmm. that's usually a way to get into friend zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, again, I've come from a different generation and I, again, I, I remember hearing guys saying you can't be assertive because you can't do that nowadays. And again, I've explained there's a difference if you're going with malintent or just being a genuine like Southern gentleman opening the door for a woman and holding up the chair. There's nothing wrong with that. But what are your what, what would you say to the men out there who are apprehensive, apprehensive to even approaching women? Like I've, I've had guys message me or in the, in the comments say you can't approach women anymore because they'll say it's sexual harassment. You can't be assertive you anymore. You can't be manly anymore because it's sexual assault. <laughs> Like, what are your thoughts when guys are giving up before they even try because they've seen all this viral videos? But what what advice would you tell the guys out there? We'll leave that. I, I, I've been complaining that guys don't approach me because mm-hmm. the dating apps suck. And mm-hmm. it there it would be great if, like, we could do things organically still. But guys don't approach, I find. I don't know why they don't. I wish that they would like in a, in a non creepy way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know why they feel that they can't. I don't agree with that. I'll yeah. play the role of contrarian and somebody who's had experience that Rudy has laughed at quite a bit. Um, the problem is not everybody's built socially to read social cues. Um oh. And the the terminology, the euphemisms, so to speak, for, you know, I'm interested, seem to constantly be changing. I shared a story with Rudy that is what, three weeks old now, Rudy? It, it's it's on this so. channel. I think so. Yeah. I went on a date. Everything was going well. Uh, I dropped the lady off at her house and she said, would you like to come in and use the restroom? And I, I was like, no, I could. I could hold it. I'm good. And I didn't realize that that was the sign, man. Yeah. I was like, restroom. That's not sexy. That's what well, she wants me to, kind of on her. to say. That's what I'm saying. And she, that was it. That was the last time I spoke to her. Cause I, I don't blame I you for not picking up on that social cue. Cause that See? was a weird thing. To, to offer. So uh, anyway, to, to other people who don't read, 
certain people's social cues, how would you tell somebody to not come on too strong or to be afraid or, you know, like, like what are, what are genuine, genuine, genuine looks that mm. mean, you know what, this is going okay. Uh, I, I want to answer that real quick, real quick. Thanks, know, yes. Rudy. <laughs> From a man's point of view, my point of view, again, it's a vibe and it's a look. Uh, like the eyes, tell you, every, the eyes tell you everything. And if there's a vibe, a flirtatious vibe, and she feels safe around you, she'll let you know. She'll maybe initiate some contact and touch your knee or, you know, make some sort of physical contact to kind of give you the, the, uh, the okay, like, you know, I'm comfortable around you. But it's always important to let them lead, but like, not necessarily let the woman lead, but read their cues mm. and read what they're telling you non-verbally and verbally. Rudy, and how they're I'm, smiling at I'm, you and how they're looking at you, that that's the vibe. And then you'll know how to pursue. I think, too, that since the dating apps are now the new way of dating and text yeah. messaging and everything is like behind the black screen, the, the black mirror, mm -hmm. it's just easier. It's like less vulnerable and less intimidating and people can say and do almost whatever you know yeah. from that from that um from that method as opposed to like having the balls to like just get up in person and you know approach somebody the way it used to be done <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. charlotte uh, yeah yeah no i i also think like the idea first I, I think the you know the man on the street interviewer types you see on tiktok and all of that that are saying nobody wants to be approached i think they're choosing the funniest answers and the most volatile answers i think a lot of women like to be approached um and i also think when you're approaching someone it doesn't have to be you walk up to them and declare that you think you're th they're the most beautiful person you've seen all night i think a good like oh what are you having to drink and if they just say vodka soda turn back to their friends that's a sign they're not interested in talking to you. If they're interested, vodka soda, you know, what about you? They'll take the bait. So I think like kind of going in with those like light touches um, to start a conversation is kind of the move there. And she means light touches, not shoves, guys. <laughs> so you mean the guys shouldn't approach us and, you know, say, do you want to come upstairs to my place and use the <laughs> I wasn't the ask. I was the askee, not the asker. I, I I I felt it was going all right. No, no. Oh, yeah, I was just like, what? Yeah, I'm. I'm no, I'm good. That's I, hilarious, CP. That's I, hilarious. I, I mean, usually I I was brought up again. My mom was single, so everything yeah. I've experienced through through her experience was, you know, coffee. Would you like to mm -hmm. come watch a movie or TV or something? It was never. Would you like to use the restroom? <laughs> Unless she was really kinky and she meant on her. I, uh, I, I, way, I totally yeah. misread Each their that. own, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, what Charlotte said, I think is perfect. And people should, should use that to start with. If they, if they counter your approach with, you know, more a fulfilling statement and not just an answer to your question, but, you know, a counter inquiry, that should be a little bit of a sign to that. Okay. She's not telling you to fuck off without saying fuck off. So mm -hmm. just play it safe. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, like uh, to your point, Charlotte, yes. I think a lot of people are learning about dating and learning about women through social media. We talked about this on, on the podcast episode you're on. They're not really going off life experience or maybe not enough 
they've had one or two heartbreaks and that's their the assumption in how the world's painted and how women are. And then their videos on their phone kind of validate their feelings. And that's kind of like now they're in the silo and they just haven't experienced enough life to kind of know truly what it's like out there. Um, but it definitely is a shame. And there's a comment here and I, I've been trying to find it and lost it approaching women. Like I said, I hadn't dated since the 90s. So when I started dating, I was approaching women because that's all I knew how to do. And women were like freaking out, like, oh my God, guys don't do this no more. No, we love this. You know, then that's, I got a lot of numbers that way, but, and we talked about, I guess the right, I don't know if we touched on the right way, but like, what are some of the wrong ways a man can approach a woman, ladies? Like, what are some examples you've maybe seen firsthand or know of? Do you know what would look good on you? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Don't. That's coming from a comedian. Don't do that. Well, they don't know you're a comedian. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, I don't like, um, but this is always like older, I don't know, older men. They just have like no shame in the game. <laughs> they got nothing to lose. Older, define older. What do you mean older? Like we're always talking. Those guys. So like. Over 22. This just happened last week at the dry cleaner. It was just old man. He old, not old man, but he was probably like. I don't know. Almost 60. Okay. And he was wearing a muscle shirt. Like he was like in good shape for that age, but I didn't even have a chance to like get out my ticket and like deal with the dress. And he says, are you married? If not, do you want to be? And I was just like, Oh God, like this is not the way. And also really, really, um, well, he's 60. He doesn't have much time left in this world. Yeah. Your point, so. <laughs> I don't know. Let me I don't see know. your bank I, account and we'll talk. It's hard for me to really say because it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't interrupt us at the gym if we have like our ear pods, earbuds in. Good one. That's like, there's just like a um, decorum, I guess. <laughs> is the gym really that happening a place to meet people? No. Oh, okay. Cause that's all I hear is people. Oh, I met so-and-so at the gym and all, all these videos with somebody filming themselves working out and how they get approached. I'm like, the fuck. And you see so just real weird. quick on TikTok right here. I have a gentleman here, rebel 51. He says cold approach is dead in 2023. Very good. I, I, I disagree. I, agree. I mean, I think a cold approach, if you know how to approach people, and again, it, you have to be comfortable in your own skin. If you are anxious or nervous, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the female that you're approaching is going to see that and you're going to make her uncomfortable. So it's all about you. You have to focus on you. So if maybe if you just fine tune your game as you approach them, you can make anybody feel comfortable. I, I always tell guys, like, if you have trouble talking to people the next week, go talk to 10 people. I don't care who they are. Like the, the, the gas station attendant, the person at the, the grocery store, just talk to people and get a flow a rhythm and a, a, a confidence boost mm-hmm. on just talking to people about the weather, whatever, just kind of start up a conversation that, that always works and that'll just fine tune your skills. But if you're nervous or anxious, she doesn't like me. I don't know. They're, they're going to see that before you even open your mouth. So 19 <laughs> so year old me will talk now. So there are like that moment. At the, uh, yeah. This is 19 year old me, the idiot. Uh, okay. Not, not me now, the idiot. Um, Sometimes uh, a guy like like your story at the dry cleaner, it was right. Um, mm-hmm. They have the feeling that, oh, that girl's attractive and I may never see her again. They want to at least give it a shot because it's it's 
playing lotto essentially and that guy boy did he really waste his money in that ticket but i would do something along the, or recommend something along the lines of hi uh you know i can't help i, I i've noticed you know i'm just curious to see if uh you know maybe we have anything in common or we could talk about would you mind taking my number or something along those lines would you uh, mind taking my number yeah okay. give listen i i something about you caught my eye you if you want to here text me whatever and that's it you leave it up to them mm-hmm. it's, it's hard and i think like you said rudy it's there's like a vibe that mm-hmm. has to be there yeah. if there's zero vibe and someone's just approaching you and saying you know can i get your number or take my number mm-hmm. it's, it's it can be awkward mm-hmm. well it's Definitely. hard in passing it really is yeah. Yeah. What is the best way a man has approached both of you? Like what, well, maybe it was a pickup line. Maybe it was uh, like, what's the best way in your experience that like, wow, this guy has it together. He did it exactly the way you should. Ooh, I'm trying to think. Um, I always think the best ones are like um, when there's like sporting events at um, at a bar or like restaurant or something like that. And then you kind of like poke fun at, you know, whatever like team, whatever like team they're um, like cheering for or against. Like, I always think like those kinds of like fun, like playful rivalry, like I'm not really big on like negging or, or roasting, but if it's something where, um, you know, you're at, you know, a big, a big gathering, like having fun with, um, you know, like the common interest of the bar, like I couldn't recommend enough, like go to like the bar that is like, the um you know if it's your team's playing like if you're if you're in a big city and it um and that kind of thing exists and then um wear the weird shirt too like you want the person coming up to you and saying like you know go whatever team or maybe it's like something silly um because then like it's it always like starts a conversation as well yes yes and that's what i what i i didn't know i was doing this until i actually wrote it down but everybody has what i call their what's it on them. Something that says, this is me. This is what I love. This is what I identify with. And for me, it's graphic tees, whether it be a horror movie or a death metal band, heavy metal band, something like that. And when I see a woman with a shirt of a band that I love, I go, Hey, I love your shirt. Thank you. And then we start talking that always worked. It wasn't like I was approaching her in a sexual way, commenting her body. I, I sparked an interest that she loves. And especially if it was a horror movie, like, Oh, you've seen that too. Or I'm at the gym. Sometimes this was in the past. And I saw a woman had a Beetlejuice tattoo on her on her leg and i'm like i love beetlejuice and she goes you do and then we started talking about it for five minutes and then i think yeah. that's such an organic way to mm. do it as opposed to and and it makes everyone feel comfortable and that's in that yeah because the defense has come down to key notice the dry cleaner and he's like are you married if not do you want to be like <laughs> just having like finding a, a commonality or just like you know making mm. it more casual and just you know striking up a conversation especially at concerts. If you're at a concert of a band you love, everyone there is loves that band. So that's a huge playground. I mean, there's so many places you can go a movie theater or something. I mean, there's not it's always a good comedy club in on their, the first day. When you love something and you're in a, you know, a, a small demographic of people like a concert of, with other people who love that same band, that's a wonderful breeding ground to go talk to people and make, you know, make an acquaintance and talk to them, be friends. That's such a wonderful place. Yeah, don't don't take your first date to a comedy club. That's the silliest <laughs> no. thing ever. What is the worst first dates going to a movie theater or where you can't well, talk? You, you can't talk, there, right? Anything. Same thing with with a, a music music venue. I would assume. Well, that's later on. That's kind of a weird first date. So, so what's your favorite color? What? <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Uh, going back to the friend zone question, ladies, uh, again, so we heard be assertive with what you're asking with your intents, you know, kind of just don't kind of let her, let the woman know what you want and what you're looking to do. And also what I heard is the first date is also a huge uh, variable like lunch or coffee is not going to happen for some, not all, but for some. Yeah. Okay. So what can a guy do to get out of it? Is there any way to get out of the friend zone once he's in that place? Yeah, I think for sure there's a way to get out. Um, Ow. <laughs> I think, um, I think they just have to, again, be kind of playful, um, start like the flirt, the flirting there just has to, again, it kind of comes down to like a vibe. Right. But like it, if you can start getting flirtatious and more playful, um, more complimentary, like if you're mm -hmm. treating her like a broski, it's not gonna, you're not coming out <laughs> of the friend zone. Um, <laughs> You know, like maybe, I don't know, even just being direct about it, about what you, what you want. Hmm. Um, but I think just like a hookup with your friends is, is that's probably going to ruin things and make it awkward. Yeah. It can. Okay. So again, just being, I guess it's all a falling on the guy. Like he has, he has to be more charismatic more fun just to kind of change things up. And this is not like an immediate change. This can happen over time. Right. So yeah, there, there is hope for some guys out there that are in the friend zone. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Charlie? Yeah. Um, I think if you're, I think if maybe you're like in the first few dates, um, I think you can kind of shift gears. Like maybe you had the coffee date, like your first date. And then maybe you kind of, you turn things around. Cause I do think like, women sometimes will go on dates, um, you know, not fully knowing if they're like attracted to the guy or not. I think guys kind of know right away, like I'm attracted to her. I, I totally would like women. It's kind of like, I don't know. He has a cool job. He seems funny. Um, so I think if you're in kind of that time frame, yes, I do think if it's like one of those like long ongoing and you're kind of thought of as a, as a friend, it's hard to, to, um, you know, kind of get out of that uh, mindset. Like once it's kind of like, okay, this is my friend. It's they're, they're staying your friend. I think if there is any hope with like that specific person, um, they need to be able to miss you and realize how great you are, how great you are. So I think you kind of like have to take space. Like don't give, you know, the, the kind of like wooing behaviors where it's like, Oh, like I'll, I'll be there to carry your, your books as you walk to class kind of thing. Like, don't, don't be doing that. Like they always oh, say like, night guy. yeah, that don't give nice. relationship privileges to someone who won't give you the benefit of the label. I think, um, you know, backing away and then, you know, they may or may not come back on their own. Um, but the other thing is like, this person's not that special. They're not a big deal. Like they're not out there curing cancer right now. Like there's other right. fish in the sea. Um, and so if it didn't work with them, there's, you know, so many other people who, like what you have to offer um versus like getting kind of stuck on it like oh maybe i'll, I'll friendship my way into a relationship it's kind of like ah you know I, I don't know that that's um the move okay i am okay. directly contradictory of that that view that viewpoint you get to yeah it's it's a vetting process if you are in the you know just being friends and then you know there's something about one another that you know you, you at least give each other time and if something sparks, I mean, how many, but who hasn't eventually had a, a romantic relationship with a work, a fellow employee? So, who hasn't? 
Yeah, I, I mean, if if I'm the only one, then I'm an idiot, but yeah, or I mean, wrong. I had two coworker boyfriends back to back. I think there's a difference between the the friends to lovers and then you know the person that that likes you and is kind of like acting as your as your friend. Because I think there's the you know you spend all this time together and the attraction grows, or maybe you can't act on it because it's a coworker or something like that, or you want to make sure for yourself that this is the right situation because the stakes are high. Maybe it's, you know, your, your best friend's older brother or sister or something like that. And you want to make sure that it's, you know, it's, it's right before you, you act on it. So you kind of are their friend. Um, I think there's a difference between like, yeah, that, and then, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm going to go like, I, I like her. I'm going to, you know, hang out with her as a friend and, you know, hope um, I, I grow on her and, um, or, you know, I'm going to announce my interest as, Oh, I see you as a friend. And then you stick around kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that never works out for guys for like, I'm going to be her friend and she'll eventually see me for who I am and she'll love me like that Taylor Swift song. That never works out in real life. I mean, that's just my personal experience. I just, it just will never happen. But you mentioned a good point, dating coworkers. Um, I've been guilty of that as as myself. Like, uh, it's just, you know, you're not attracted up front, but I I mean, again, contrary to what. Well, yeah. I mean, like Charlotte said, I mean, you work with each other. Let's say you're assigned uh, to a project and you're working with each other eight hours a day. You're having lunch and you're talking about something you know, happens. Yeah. Personal life, dating life. And before you know it, that chemistry and that intimacy starts kind of building there, that trust. And then uh, things lead one way. But I've always if anybody's ever asked me, would you date? Do you advise dating people in the workspace? I always say no, because one, it always ends. And when it ends, it always ends bad. And someone's going to open their mouth and tell the entire branch law firm or, or, you know, insurance company that you work, whatever about, you know, how good you were in bed or how bad you were. Your business is going to be everybody else's. And now you're just going to be part of the rumor. Karen, correct me. But if something happened at a law firm and and things were starting to be spread, wouldn't that be a litigious nature? Something that you could. uh... I never thought of that. It's a yeah. law firm, Rudy. I know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you could sue a ham sandwich. I sort of got people yep. think everything is like, I'm going to sue you. I guess you can. You could try. I don't know what you'll win, but um, nothing. I don't, I've never dated a coworker. I don't think. Really? Hmm. All right. 75% of us. Yeah, at least. I but, never uh, think about this. When I was a, I don't really have to think about this. It's all right. I, I was just, you know, as a point from where I come from, it, it, I, extremely rarely lately do had. I, I, again, nineteen-year-old me is probably a far different story, but mm-hmm. I, I need more than just something I can look at. There's, there's plenty of porn on the internet. I need to well, know if, if we can have conversations and what, what are your interests. Uh, you know, what, 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 what can we do further after the, the physical attraction? Because after yeah. the loving is gone. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I can only last for four minutes, so we, we're going to have to do something <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> I'm kidding. Four it's two. <laughs> he's a comedian, everybody. He's a comedian. He's not, he's not being truthful. <laughs> um, what we're going to say topic for the next show <laughs> i am that's going to be my next tiktok viral video that little snippet right there so and enough you. time plenty of time to do it too i'd be a perfect tiktok porn star the uh the other piece uh dating a coworker where I, i'd say it's bad it interferes with your performance at work because before oh, you're always, you're always you're jim and pam 
No, no, because I've had it where, you know, the relationship is very intense, but I cannot stop thinking about it. This is years ago. And that's really affecting your work and you're checking who who she's having lunch with. You start getting consumed with them. And again, it, it got toxic a few times, but it really interfered with my work. And it's just not a good place. And plus, like I said, when it ends, somebody always opens their mouth and you're now part of that rumor chain. Did you hear about Rudy or did you hear about what happened? You know, this is this. It's, it's just not a good place. And it can it can also affect your brand. I mean, uh, your brand is very important, especially in the corporate world, anything you do. And if it's tarnished with, you know, anything like that, that's a distraction to you. So I think it would be hard if it didn't work out and then you're having to see that person day in and day out. Yes. That yeah. would be torture. That's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to pull the, I didn't see them in the hallway. You know, you walk in the hallway, they're walking toward you and you're walking toward them. And one of you gets the phone and there's nothing on your phone, but you just don't want to look at them. So it's, it's all these awkward situations. So don't yeah, I don't recommend that. Uh, ooh, comment here. This is a good one. Um, Catherine says in my personal experience, uh, the, the friend zone guys have been low on self-esteem been people pleasers and are poor with boundaries. Oh, that's a good point. That's a very good point. People okay. pleasers and poor. I think the low self-esteem thing is maybe spot on. The what now? The, the having the lower self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Because those are the guys that are not as assertive, mm-hmm. usually, right? Um, not as direct, maybe not as confident yeah. uh, in, in approaching a woman in the way that is like, I want to I wanna be more than friends. <laughs> I, I, yeah, and I think uh, the people pleasing piece, and there's this like, again, I'll call myself out, there's one relationship where, uh, she was like a 10 and I was so stupid and I was just consumed with her looks uh, that I became a servant <clears throat> in a sense. Like I wasn't the boyfriend. I was just doing everything she wanted. Oh, I was always yeah. available. I was just in that space, just making sure I was one. I'd always see her because if she asked anything, I would jump on, um, drop everything and go see her. And she totally lost respect for me. And we broke up and I didn't understand that back then, but I do now. But that was me trying to please her. I had no boundaries. I, everything in my life that I had going on was now second to her. And, and she didn't respect that at all. Again, I didn't understand it when it happened, but I do now. But that plays into what we were talking about before about uh, insecurity. If I mean, yeah. it's the, the tail end. If somebody says, oh, I'm just talking to my friend and, you know, blow a gasket over it. You, you know, that you're basically showing that you have confidence. Like, listen, I, you've got yeah. a catch in me. So go ahead. Play the field. Yeah. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the boundaries piece as well. Yeah, I totally agree with that statement. So, guys, again, yeah, but again, let's not let's let's not forget that attraction has to be there as well. Yeah. Okay. If there's no attraction, it's not going to work. It's and not don't work. base your approaches off of movies. Off of what? Movies. Oh, that too. Definitely oh. that too. Uh, dating a coworker hasn't backfired for me, but it certainly can. Of course, yeah. And I've seen it happen numerous times. Yep. Got to be careful with that, man. Let's see. There was a good question here I want to get to before the next topic. Well, let's see here. It's good to know that there's hope for guys who are in the friend zone. So yeah. there's hope, gentlemen. There's hope. <laughs> <laughs> Attraction's key. Let's see. Depends on seriously. Uh, I can't find it. I'll keep looking. 
Um, the last topic I want to touch on real quick is dating mistakes. And uh, Taryn, this is your, your idea, because again, you mentioned it in our chat. Uh, right now, again, the dating world is in a very complex place. And I love Charlotte and other creators like her who are trying to give guidance to people out there because they're misinformed and they have these uh, misinterpretations of what the reality is out there. But what are some of the mistakes that maybe you've made that you've learned from that you think the audience can can benefit from? And whoever wants to go first. Um, I'll go. <laughs> Hello, my name is Taryn and I have made dating mistakes. Hello, Taryn. Hello, Taryn. <laughs> um, I think for me, um, I, I think I, it, when I really am connected to somebody or I feel a strong connection and it, it definitely feels mutual, right? It's both ways. I, I give too much too soon and I don't give it time to really like mm. form so that there is trust and security built. Um, and so giving too much too soon has backfired for me. Um, and it's something I have to like work, like actively work on not doing cause I, I want to give. <laughs> If, I, if I'm like connected and attracted and there's like, you know, like all the, all the green flags are going off, but it's like, okay, I have to like, um, contain myself and not, not do too much too soon early on. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we're all guilty of ignoring red flags. <laughs> I think, I think most people can say at least at one point in their life that they've seen the red flags and they're like, well, I can justify it by, you know, X, Y, and Z. And mm -hmm. then sure enough, those red flags, it, you know, the one red flag turns into like, it's just self-combusting. And so mm -hmm. those are, those are a couple of vague answers. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you say too soon, like guys like timeframes uh, and we all understand that, well, on paper, yes, you're supposed to be, taking your time to get to know this person okay. and before you allow yourself to be vulnerable or do yeah. anything, you know, physically, yeah. but you know, we all understand sometimes the chemistry and the, mm -hmm. uh, the atmosphere is just so. Yeah. You know, and I'm not even talking about physically. I I'm talking about yeah. like giving in the sense of like, you're, you're, you're really being vulnerable and you're, you're feeling an attachment and you're like, you're, you're giving time and you're giving energy and effort. And then when, when that person turns out to not be who you thought they were going to be or who they presented themselves to be, then it feels like backfire because you gave so much of yourself to this person. Mm -hmm. um, probably too soon. Cause if you, you know, if you gave it some time and, you know, I think you can ask different people, therapists, how long does it take to really get to know somebody? I don't know. It takes a very long time apparently. <laughs> Yeah. Years and years and years. Um, Charlotte. Yeah. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think, I think, um, and this might sound kind of silly, um, to, um, like at first glance, but just being more selfish and putting myself first is something that I think was really helpful for me. I think a lot of times we'll wonder like, you know, if someone's not texting you back, the question is just, you know, what did I do wrong? What's, you know, what's going on with them trying to solve the mystery. Um, but turning it on its head and kind of asking yourself like, 
Am I attracted to a person who leaves me on red for a day? Like, do I want to be in this type of relationship? Like, even if you think of it as though, like, this is their version of showing you they like you, um, it's still like you you don't like it. So it's um, turning it on its head and asking yourself, am I having fun? Do I enjoy this? And then, you know, less being confused, more being turned off. So, you know, what, you know, what's going on here? Why isn't he texting me back? Have it more like, you know, it turns me off. He's not texting me back. And I think that helps you like not waste time on the wrong people. And I, I think that's a good move for anyone regardless of yeah, gender. Hmm. That's um, true. That's true. in so many different ways, like it's um my girlfriend who's a therapist. She, she used this term on me. She's like, I feel like you're more consciously dating now. Right. And I was like, Oh my God. So I'm like growing as a person. That's great. <laughs> like I'm consciously dating. Whereas before I was unconsciously dating. So <laughs> when you see things that, like Charlotte said, like they're not texting you back right away, or maybe your, your ideals or your values are not aligned, or you can tell right away that they're not emotionally available or whatever it might be. It's like, I'm starting to recognize those things, I think sooner and, and, and just realizing it's not for me and, and cutting that off and, you know, knowing what I'm going to put up with and tolerate or what I'm not. Mm -hmm and being more conscious about. Okay. okay. Hmm. Now I want to touch on the texting real quick, uh, Charlotte, because how long is too long? Are we talking 24 hours? Are we talking a work day? Like what, what is too long to where it can become a problem for some women? And I know every woman's different, right? Everyone's got a different type of maybe a, a timeline, but uh, like, what is too long before it starts? Like, what is this guy doing? No, I don't know if this is going to work out or not. I think um, first there's kind of a vibe and consistency with people. And once things like drop off, like you kind of know, and I think it depends on the person. Like if it's a doctor who has to have their phone put away, you, you kind of figure that out. Oh, I don't answer my phone during the workday. But I think like 24 hours, you know, there's kind of no excuse not to. And then when they come back, oh, like put my phone down because I had to, you know, go handle this one thing. Um, I, I think like that kind of thing, um, you, you, you can, you can, you can feel it and you can kind of pick it up where it's like, you know, it's clear they, they've, they're preoccupied with something or somebody else. Um, and maybe it's not yeah. a priority to them. Yeah. That, that's a good point. There's like a, a feel, I call it a cadence, a rhythm. Like, yeah. you know, when they're going to respond, you know, when they're mm -hmm. going to, how, how they'll respond. Social cues. Yeah. In, in a sense, it's weird. Like you, you, you get their sense of humor. You'll get their, their schedule. It's already kind of like memorized their after a couple days. So they have, people have a texting style and you get, yeah. you, you, start you, to know it. you feel but, it. If I send a text and I am going to bed without getting a response. Or no good night, right? That's always like, ooh. well, not even a good night, but like in like an acknowledgement to whatever the other text was. Wait, um, can you go further on that? If you're going to bed and you don't get it, what? No, like I'm saying, like if I sent a text at 5 p.m. Oh, OK. okay. This isn't like a, you know emergency room doctor who's on call and, you know, saving lives all hours of the night. If I don't hear from you until the next day, I don't know. I misinterpreted that. I, I heard that as uh, it's 10 PM. I'm going to bed. Uh, here's a text. And then, that's <laughs> high maintenance. Why aren't you answering back? <laughs> I took my Ambien already. <laughs> 
Well, I like a good night text, especially if I say good night. It's been a rough day. I'll Immediately? See. But that has to do with the the cadence, right? And yeah. like the flow that you're in. There are some people that you're just not there yet. I mean, right, right. I don't yeah. care to hear a good night from you. But there are some people that I'm like, you know, when you get to that place, yeah, you want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess for me and the dating mistakes that I've made, uh, <laughs> um, well, again, making exceptions to my rules. I think I've said that many times. Uh, I think we've we've all been guilty of that, where you want to hope for the, the the best for this particular person because they kind of maybe meet all your boxes. All your boxes are checked because it's one person, but there's that one, oh, I can probably work with it, maybe get to know them more. Uh, that's definitely a mistake I've made many times in the past. And uh, I remember when I started dating, I didn't know, so I was more attentive at at the beginning. And I remember some of the first few women I started talking to, it didn't work out. Uh, they were, it just, they weren't interested or they kind of flaked out a lot of, you know, no, I'm not interested. This is not what I was looking for. And I'm like, okay, what did I do? And it's weird. I, I consider that a mistake. So what I did was I focused more on me and I don't know if that sounds odd, but when I presented myself, which wasn't a lie, I just kind of just changed the presentation. I go, I have all this going on. I, I love what I do. My life's great. Um, I, I have all these things that I got working on on the side. So, you know, I'm looking for someone to help complement my life. You know, I'm happy the where I'm at, but you know, I'm not looking for someone to make me happy because I'm happy. So I kind of changed it around and I wasn't as attentive and not on, not intentionally. I just allowed my work. Like, you know, I was doing movie reviews at the time. I allowed that to take priority over them. And Isn't I noticed once I did that shift, it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, again, I didn't ignore them. I wasn't purposely ignore them. I just was, I had tasks that I wanted to do. I got it done, but that approach and that frame actually worked for me. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Is there any kind of oh. like, uh, do you kind of see how that worked or like, uh, for sure. yeah. There's guys that it's like, they're texting so much throughout the day. And it's like, don't you have a job? Yeah. Don't you have kids? Like, shouldn't Side you be hustle? doing something? <laughs> yeah. How could you be texting me all day? You know. Very it's, good point. It's kind of nice, just like the feeling that like they could live without you too. Like, just the feeling of like you know this person's depending on me a little bit too much. Like, oh, that you know, the, there's, there's that feeling of safety where you're not going to be the asshole of things, and like you know they've got a full life to go back to. There's also right. you know, especially if you're a bit like older dating, everybody's kind of got their own lives that they've built up for you know 30 or some odd years um just like having that like full life i think um and it probably like also showed just on your dates too like you're probably you know a lot happier like more fulfilled on a personal level on top of that yeah which is a rarity apparently and i'm like really that that rare i mean apparently there's just a lot of guys who are just miserable and angry and not happy with their job or career all ages you know 20s up until 40s or that type of thing and it's just like oh wow that's that didn't make sense to me. I mean, you in a way you're selling yourself on a date, either on a dating app or in person, you're selling yourself as who you are. And if you're coming off in this, I hate life's sort of attitude, who wants to be with you? Who wants to be with anybody who hates anything? That's a huge turnoff. Well, Charlotte said it earlier and you kind of took a, a Venn diagram variation on it. You should enter the dating world knowing what you want and making yourself first. And eventually over time, if that person becomes important enough to you, they will become important to you and you'll have 
a value system for them, but you should cover your own interests, wants, and needs first going into it. Because why, why, like you, you said, you were, you were waiting hand and foot on, on that one mm-hmm. girlfriend date, dater, but I, I don't, I don't girlfriend, know the terminology. Yeah. After a month in, I was like servant man. Yeah. Simp, yeah. That's, 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 you're, you're compromising everything about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Stop watching movies. Stop doing reviews. Yeah. yeah I totally. And it's cool that I can see that. I stopped performing for a girl because she didn't have a sense of humor. Just, it just destroyed my, yeah. Wow. It was bad. It was bad. It was, you know, a lesson learned. (laughs) Yeah. That's all we can do. Right. Uh, Here's a question I was trying to find. I've been looking for 20 minutes and ladies, this is for you. Uh, Why do y'all think guys have a hard time deciphering whether or not a girl's into them or just being nice? That's a good I, question. I mean, I have the answer. Their silence is, but I just want to hear what they say. Speaking volumes. I think no one wants to be the asshole. I think there's like kind of the feeling of yeah, like you know, is is this a friendly thing or is it not? Like I think a lot of women have had the experience where you know they go based off of you know what seems like a hint that a guy's interested and they say like, Hey, you know, you, by the way, like I'm, I'm not looking for that. And then the guy says, Oh, whoa, like, whoa, like I, I didn't realize, like, I didn't mean it like that. I, you think I like you. And so there's kind of that fear to like say something. Um, and so I, I think like women will continue to be nice cause they're just not totally sh- sure. Um, and then I think, yeah, just maybe the guys aren't being as also sometimes they're just not as direct with their hints as they think they're being like, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, there is sometimes the assumption because it's not said aloud, like, you know, I'm, I'm interested in you like romantically or saying that in some way, shape or form that they're just, you know, they don't know because it's not said aloud. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think a lot of a lot of women, like if they realize the guys into them, they, they will back away if they don't feel the same way, just because that would make them you know, kind of an asshole. Um, but, um, yeah, if there's not, you know, certainty, they, they might, you know, just, you know, why, why ruffle feathers or, um, you know, make that assumption if it might not be true. I would be curious to know how old Zach is. Um, I just wonder, or I think, I don't know, I'm not a dating expert by any means. I'm just a divorce attorney, but (laughs) I'm I'm old enough, I guess, and I've been like through an executioner saying I'm not familiar <laughs> with life. So. <laughs> I I just think if some if a guy is having a hard time, um, it, to me it seems like maybe it's just a lack of experience or like um, mm-hmm. not being in tune with you know women or maybe it's um maybe it's the girl on the other side and like how they're presenting themselves. Maybe they're younger. And I, I don't know. I just, it's, it just seems like a, like a younger problem. I, th- yeah. I think that that does make sense. And I think uh, it's from a young point of view, if I can just go back 20 something years. Yeah. How do you know? Cause again, you don't have enough experience. You don't yeah, know. I think as you get older, you just become, it's just with experience. You kind of just pick up on these things. Yeah. <laughs> And one rule to always pivot to is like, if you, if you're uncertain, then she doesn't, if you don't know, you'll mm. know. I mean, and, and the same thing goes for women. I have a lot of women message me like, how do I know he's into me? How do you know? How do I know if he's into me? And I always say, you'll know. Yeah. Uh, you a man, know. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. When you're a man's into a woman, man. you are his priority. You're all he thinks about. Yeah. He's going to respond to your texts. He's going to be making plans with you. Uh, nothing else matters. You know, you know, and if he's not, the then you're probably on the roster, as they say, 
or he's not emotionally available, your option B or C. Uh, but again, if you don't know for certain, he's not. I think that's a really good rule of thumb. Yeah, I mean, again, we've all been there, but sometimes we know and it's a wonderful feeling. Adult. Yes. Well, yeah, adult. No, not really. I mean, like I said, I, I'm glad I met my fiance, but even before then, there were still some like, you know, I don't know, like, am I wasting my time? But I really like her. You know, you're still making exceptions. It's like nothing's really changed. You're just older. Yeah. It, it's so weird. There's 40 year old people out there who still, you know, act that uh, yeah. way. I don't know the, the TikTok algorithm. I know the YouTube algorithm. I know the YouTube algorithm is very heavily into um, an echo chamber for angry, single, white, young men who want to be reassured in how they feel about how women are just doing everything wrong. In The yeah. incel culture is just, oh. Well, yeah, the incel culture and also the red pill space has been very. Yeah. Um, Andrew Tate is the last person you want to listen to. That's that's yeah. somebody I refresh and fit. Is that the other one? Right. That's the other one. Yeah. And Charlotte and I discussed this in our, the last episode we had. If you want to touch on that, Charlotte, like, what do you think about the that red pill space? Uh, I think it's it's such an I think an echo chamber for, you know, guys that you know are, are lonely. I think they know they can capitalize on a guy that might not be going mm -hmm. outside that has a lot of technology and um, is just looking for answers. And I think they're, um, you know, kind of feeding that anger by presenting them with, you know, the epitome, like the, the textbook, like, you know, girl that's after your wallet type thing. Um, and it's, it's just it's. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, too, because you'll see those and the, you, the, you can pay like 200 bucks in the super chat or something to be able to say whatever you want or insult whoever you want at the table. And I think it's what? yeah, like I think they've made it out to be, you know, a, a more toxic dating scene than it is. That I don't think depicts um, how things really go. I think on top of that, too, it's, um, you know, the, just having it be on TikTok, what might have been an echo chamber for a, a small population of of the world is now coming becoming a bit more mainstream because it's showing up on people's like for you page um, which yeah. is kind of kind of sketchy yeah That's it always goes to the guy who, who's had his heart recently broken he's angry and hurt i'm the good guy what happened and then he'll see that video and validate his, his feelings and right you know it right uh he's in that red pill rage state that a lot of them are in frustrated and um it's 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 scary at times because I see it and I get the anger. We've all been there. Well, we're all heartbroken and angry. And for to hear a creator kind of validating those feelings, but also the tone and core of everything they say, which pisses me off, is that it's the other gender's fault. Women ain't shit. Men ain't shit. And they know what they're doing. And they're wow. just getting rewarded with, you know, shares. The algorithm's giving them all the uh, uh, publicity and all the exposure they want. And they're making millions. And it's really just doing a lot more harm than good, in my opinion, because now you got guys saying American women, all American women are trash. It really, yeah. it's multicultural. Guys are getting the U.S. is all American like, women are trash. So you have to go overseas. Talking about? All women want the Bugatti, the six foot guy with abs. That's all they want. It's 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 bullshit, dude. It's, that it's is shallow surface level nonsense. What? That is shallow surface level nonsense. Like, yeah, it, it is, but it resonates. You're with into you. a bank account, not, not a human being. Yeah, exactly. But again, I think they're really doing more harm than good. And it's so weird that again, I've just come from a different generation. I am more of an old school guy. I open doors for women. I will always open doors for women. I don't care what tweets said. A woman will get mad at you if you do that. No, I don't care. I'm not going to let a story change 
my behavior. I'm going to continue to do that and be a gentleman. And I always will do that. But it's funny how the word gentleman is now associated with simp, which is ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. Because they use it in this really. Yeah, it's it's used very loosely. But again, if Mm -hmm. anything, it's it's come almost like an ideology. If you preach anything that's kind of just any shred of different than what they're learning and hearing, then you are a simp or you are a beta or all this other bullshit. It's R slash nice guys is is incels by another name. It's it's the same shit. Uh yeah. I, I don't I don't yeah. know. They're, they're, it's it's unfortunate that people are are reassuring them in their anger and not helping them. Yeah, I agree. Um you know get, get better. Yeah. But they won't take accountability. A lot of times they won't take accountability. It's like they're the victim. It's the other person's fault. And that's the other part that's toxic and unhealthy. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all that. That's why, I would like like I said, Charlotte down below and all the other people that are associated with, we're trying to get our message out there. And, and it's, it's connecting with people. It really is. I, I've one by one, I, I guess I get people that graduate from that space. Like they've been in that silo for so long and like they know they're not going anywhere. So like I've had a few like message me like, hey, I've been in this space for a while, long time you know, your, your stuff is actually healthy and it's helping me out. So eventually they come, some come around, not all. Let's see here. Is everybody good on time? Yeah. Good. Okay. Any, any uh, topics ladies you want to address as I look through the comments here and search for questions, I ask everybody to send me questions, but is there anything you want to address? I'm thinking, I'm thinking as well. I know, put me on the spot on the live and that's not a good host. So anyway, <laughs> you want to touch on your uh, talking versus uh, seeing versus dating? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So um, within kind of my TikTok content, it's a big debate over what all these dating buzzwords mean. And I think the first video um, was around what the term talking stage actually means. Um I, it was, you know, debate with a friend where called a guy that she'd been on a few dates with someone she dated. She corrected me in front of a group of people um, and it started a whole debate. And then we made, I made like a, a timeline on a PowerPoint. It's, it pops up all over TikTok. And it's kind of funny because it's, it's almost like a regional debate, but also like a Gen Z versus millennial. Like Gen Z really wants to be able to call someone that, you know, they've been on a bunch of dates with that just isn't their significant other yet. Someone they're just talking to. Um, because you know, the word dating has become a scary word, even though if you're actively going on dates with someone, you know, verbs, you are dating. Um, but people are afraid to say that. Why? Internet. The internet, really? Well, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, but again, that's when I first found uh, Charlotte's content. And again, because my definition of talking versus dating was like, Similar, but not really. Uh, but uh, Taryn, what are your thoughts? Well, like, what is talking versus dating? Talking is talking. Thank you. <laughs> I hate these euphemisms. We need we, specific. We haven't met yet. We're talking on an app or we are now talking through Instagram. We're talking. We're chatting. We're texting. If I'm going on a date with you and I'm going on a second date with you. I'm I'm dating you. You're not. There's no label. Relax. That's the problem. That's the problem. People are getting like all worked up over like the fucking late. Can I, I don't know if I can curse. I did it several times already. Don't worry about it. The labeling. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not pronouncing you to be a boyfriend. I'm not tagging you on social media. Just relax. (laughs) 
God damn. Or from like asking that like too soon, like after one date or something. I, I mean, I think it's funny. I, I feel like it's a younger generation situation. I agree. I think I think I don't think people in the 40s are having a conversation like, are we talking or are we dating? If somebody has a problem, whether it's a label of talking or dating, they're going to the fucking friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. And, and again, that, that I, I get that. Uh, but again, like I said, when I started dating, I had a lot of female friends and they, they told me there's talking, there's seeing, and then there's Oh dating. my God. Stop. Now I've heard and it all. The, the, the females, they, they taught me this. So again, talking more or less is what you said. You're texting, right? And you haven't met, but sometimes within that text thread, you know, sexy pictures are sent. So that kind of grays the barrier on what, what's going on there, right? And the, the conversation topics become more intimate. So is that technically still talking? Or is Before that a first date? Yeah. That's a whole nother category. That's, that's yeah, that, that's so no, that's so naughty. Don't do that before the first date. I was shocked how many women would send like booty pics. Like we haven't even met yet, but they would send like, hey, I'm going to wear this on Friday. Like, whoa, really? Like, wow. I didn't even ask for it, but they would send it anyway. That, that happens quite often. But again, that's the talking piece, right? And then you go on a date. You don't know what you are. You're just kind of hanging out. You haven't done anything intimate, right? You're just kind of there. Um, I saw someone the other night. That's what they had told me the definition was. And then dating was when you already have discussed like, okay, I am interested in you. You are now my sole like priority. There's nobody else. I've deactivated my match subscription. I'm not on there. I am now dating you. So that's what I was told the stages were. So again, it varies per area, I guess, where you go. So for millennials, talking is just another way of saying, seeing other people. I'm, I'm, I'm playing the field. I don't know. I mean, these are women from all ages, but they're the ones who told me that it was different. Yeah. I I always, yeah. I thought like, I've always thought talking is like that window of time before the first date takes place where you're texting back and forth, getting at match. Um, Talking is talking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and dating isn't even exclusive. I, I wouldn't think of as a term. That's where like, I think it needs to like be differentiated. Okay, we're we're talking, we're dating, we're seeing each other. Are we yeah. exclusive or are we not? That's what to me boundaries, like right. what what matters. The rest of it is just nonsense. How, how do you guys feel about this kind of new status of exclusive but not in a relationship? You agree to be exclusive, but you don't agree to be with you don't want to put a label on it. I think that's that, a new thing. That's like the definition of a situationship. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. My, my brain turned off when you said that. So, okay. You're, you decided we're in a relationship. We are exclusive, but we're not what? So exclude. We're, we're going to only talk. We're only going to date each other. Um, it's someone you've been dating. You want to be exclu- exclusive. We're only seeing each other. Yeah, but we're not boyfriend girlfriend yet. And I think when people talk about this, they almost say it's like a step, like having that conversation is like a, a precursor to a relationship sometime soon. But you never see those become a relationship. I feel like because they're situationships, and those never go anywhere. <laughs> what? Who? What, who would offer that, and who would agree to that? He's, 
stuttering. He can't even wrap his brain around. My brain it. Shut off. I think I'm having aneurysm right now or something like that. Like I don't get it. Like it doesn't compute. <laughs> yeah, why would you be exclusive? What? What? It's something like the guy would suggest that he he doesn't want to put a label on it yet, but he wants her exactly. like there. I got I you. Think, I think that guy should be considered a simp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most most of the guys in that space was call him a pimp or alpha, whatever the fuck they talk about nowadays. I don't know. Negging isn't that one of the words you use? I think um, we're exclusive, but we're not boyfriend girlfriend. So yeah, that, so what that, are we? That doesn't make any sense. I, I think, mean, I think at least Charlotte, do you see that more? That's like a guy thing, right? That the guys. It's interesting. I see it on like the tick. Like it's like the. TikTok Gen Z early 20s where they say like you know the stages are then you're exclusive then you're in a relationship and it's like this we're exclusive but not in a relationship what? and it's just kind of this uh, like I, I do think there's something about like you know maybe wanting to avoid the response like once you have titles on it maybe you have to do like real breakups it's just a bigger deal it comes with responsibility but you're still exclusive I think you know they're just trying to buy time or kick the can down the road before yeah. a relationship because they're scared or they're, you know, they don't know how to walk away kind of thing. Wow. I, I'm kind of thinking of like how I would use that back in the day. And the only way I feel I can actually present that to a woman is one. I knew she was really into me more than I was into her, but I liked her and she was a good woman. I still wanted to play the field, but I wanted to let her know, Hey, Right now you're in first place, but I'm not sure yet. That's kind of like just changing the phrasing of it. But that's the only way I can think of the, how I would use it back then. Otherwise, I don't see how it makes sense. <laughs> My brain hurts. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a major yeah. turnoff. I mean, as an as an adult woman, because I don't know. Again, I feel like I'm a different generation at this point than maybe. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I um, the ones that we're talking about, but. To me, I feel like it's a real turnoff if a guy is trying to say, well, you know, we're not going to see other people, but I'm not your boyfriend. That to me yeah. is just like very, I don't know, like, kind of immature. Like, the they make you feel like not that they're not sure about you or sure about what they want. And I don't think there's anything less attractive than a guy that is showing you that He's not sure about you or not sure about what he wants. Get a therapist. What yeah. The yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so odd. They're exclusive. You get to talk to them for a whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one you were mentioning? Uh, again, you have all this vernacular that I haven't even seen in terminology. What was the other one? Zombieing or breadcrumbing? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 these are different versions, I think, of, I would say of like breakups or, you know, oh, okay, okay. things like that, where it's like zombieing is the person that disappears, kind of like the lingering ex that shows back up. They rise from the dead. Yeah. Um, breadcrumbing is they almost have this like intentional, um, you know, they want to keep you on the horn, but not get you too excited. So they give you know, short responses. So they keep, um, you know, keep having you kind of as a, as an option, but they don't send anything that's too substantial or also like them a little bit more. They're kind of ah. on the hook for a bit more. Um, yeah. Like yeah, zombie. Yeah. That's the person that shows up. Then there's orbiting, which is, you know, zombieing is they, they show back up and make a, a big thing. Orbiting is like, they're always kind of in the peripheral watching the stories. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of funny words. Um, it's always funny whenever the New York times puts out like, a new article about the new dating buzzwords and you can tell it's written by like, I don't know, some like total like New York city, like square, squarey type 
person. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's Listen, always pretty fun. My articles are very well read. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's from New York. So, it's, you, you know, it sounds like uh, breadcrumbing is what, you know, us who have a, a longer tooth than others would like when an ex leaves something at your house on purpose oh. to see, you know, just to see if you, oh, you left this or, you know, a reason, you know, not closing the door entirely. They just, oh, you wouldn't happen to have my wallet there, would you? Yeah, it's your wallet. A t-shirt. You know <laughs> yeah, what I right. is when you actually really do accidentally leave something and then they're like, oh, you, you know, air quote, accidentally left this. And yeah. you're like, I actually did accidentally leave it. You can yeah. throw it out and go. <laughs> they're your shoes nice try <laughs> you see well i've done that too where i left something over and i go and she's dressed incredibly sexy in in the the, sh the shorts and shirt that drives me crazy i'm like you knew exactly what you were doing <laughs> Damn it. and i fell for it and here i am and i'm not going anywhere so oh god we can be idiots sometimes i know i was i knew i was God, uh, but yeah, breadcrumbing and orbiting, orbiting, that's a new one, but I get that because people always ask, why is he watching my stories? Like, mm -hmm. if he's, I get that question all the time. Like, I don't know. Maybe he just hasn't bothered to unfriend you. Maybe he just wants to keep an eye on you, see where you're at, see where you're going. But what if, like, why would it, like, in your experience and what you've seen, like, why would a guy just continue to watch somebody's stories but not message them? I what have that. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Mm. Well, no, I was just going to say I have guys that they, they're not even following me anymore, but I see them watching my stories. Huh. And I think it's just um, curiosity. And mm -hmm. they're obviously thinking of you, but they're not, um, I don't know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're orbiting. <laughs> They're orbiting. <laughs> I think when they go out of their way to watch the stories, like they no longer follow you, that's like way different than like they just never unfollow. Because sometimes it's like the stories just like run through um, and it just like happens. I think people too, too much stock into like the stories. I think where things get kind of like sketchy is like those signals that aren't really direct, like the fire, the fire emojis. They love they love the fire emojis or like there's the move where it's like um, the window tap like, that people call it like window tapping where you go and like like three uh, like five of their old pictures in a row like you don't mm. say anything but it's supposed to be your sign like hey i'm here That's but you're not enough. there's just enough plausible deniability like they go with, insane yeah, yeah. no nope. well i mean for me i remember like again before i was engaged in all that i remember that i would continue to watch them because they were hot and i just want to check them out that's it <laughs> <laughs> and see where they were like see where they checked in like hey there's that club maybe i can just randomly just show up one day Things like that. I never did. But, they based uh, 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 sleeping with the enemy on you, Rudy. You know that, right? Maybe. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. No. No, I, never, I never got that obsessed. No, no, never. No. Seriously, never, never that obsessed. But just, sometimes they're just hot and you just want to check them I'm, out. I'm joshing. <laughs> this, this is not personal, right? Yeah, no, I never did that. We this is an about. exaggerated version of, of me. Which, yeah. which dating mistake is telling people what I do for a living before uh, I, I date someone. Oh, my I, God. Me, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because they'll look at my old material or, or videos of me online and, and I'm, you know, an exaggerated version of myself. And, you well, know, that's going to be like maybe a, a, a good thing for you because you're funny. No, they think I'm a scumbag. And it's just like, <laughs> that is a character. 
That that is a. I mean, even here, I'm being a, the volume's being turned up a little bit on on me personally. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, don't don't judge me by my performance art because that's no. No, I think I'm going to have to stop telling people for a little Yeah, time. especially if you're a divorce lawyer. I can't tell you. So I've had like this weird string of guys that I've met and talked to or in the talking phase. And they, I hope none of them are watching. And so many guys have like drama with their ex-wife or their ex, you know, and they have children together and the moms are keeping the kids away and there's problems. And then they want to ask me legal advice and I'm just too nice. So I'm like, yeah, you can pick my brain. And it's yeah. like, this is the last thing I want to talk about. Yeah. It's yeah. Day in and day out with my clients. And I think because I have such a good relationship with my ex, my kid's dad, I'm like, so you know, insulated in my personal life from having that stuff. It's like, that's just my professional life. And I don't, I don't really want to, and no, I don't want to give you legal advice. I don't want to talk about your case <laughs> on our first date or, yeah. first, you know, having a, like a phone call. For somebody who doesn't like the term talking, you used it rather quickly after saying how much you disliked it. <laughs> you think yeah. maybe uh, some of them are like, maybe get intimidated because you're an attorney or maybe they're uh, that are like within your realm of like, uh, I guess, profession. I don't know. I think, um, I think I've definitely experienced guys that they would never admit it, but yeah, there's like a, um, an intimidation factor that I, I do what I do and I don't necessarily need any guy to give me like, the things that I had, like the things that I would want, because I can do it for myself. Yeah. Like the guys that are like, I could never give you all of this, you know, like that's. Oh God, really? Yeah. yeah that's a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. The problem that I, I think, what do you do for a living? I get it. It's a, it's the first, you know, question that, that really opens up a conversation, mm-hmm. but not everybody's defined by what they do. Correct. Like that's. Yeah. That's, I feel very um, kind of like I'm put in like this like category, like I'm supposed to be a certain way because of my job. Yeah. Really? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like um, uh, that's like a whole nother. Yeah. I definitely feel like I'm supposed to act a certain way because of my job. I'm supposed to um, people are like, you're so you're too nice to be a lawyer. You're too this to be a lawyer Mm. Uh, or, you know, um, people that think that because I'm a lawyer, I'm always going to be like fighting and argumentative and it's. Oh, that whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm, I don't like confrontation at all, actually mm-hmm. at all. I don't, some people like, like it, they invite it. They're like gung ho for it. I don't want that. I don't like it. And it makes me uncomfortable, but that's my personal relationships, mm-hmm. you know, in the professional world, it's obviously totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't get paid very much if you didn't. Right, right. <laughs> well, I, well, I guess let's, let's kind of bring that up to, I guess, the hypergamy topic, because uh, I was talking to Sarah Don Moore. She's going to be my next guest on my podcast, and she's a wonderful YouTuber. She's kind of blown up as of late. But we talked about hypergamy, how everybody tends are to. You, I'm sorry. That, are you trying to say hyperbole? No, hypergamy. Oh, boy, I'm learning so much. Yeah, what? Okay. 
Well, anyway, everyone's kind of dating within their class or like they always say women only date at their at their equal or up. And I when you think about it, I mean, doesn't everybody? I mean, why is that a bad thing? Uh, when I was dating, I wanted everybody to have their shit together. Like if I dating you like, I'm, like I, I got kids, I'm co-parenting, I'm doing all these things. So any woman I was interested in, she had to have been in that same comparable space. We didn't bring up income. Cause that's kind of rude. That's like asking body counts. You don't do that shit, but oh, so I, I did within my equal. So how is that? Not wrong? even just financial, but like just stat. I don't, I don't, um, how do you describe it? It's not just financial. It's socioeconomic class. Yeah. Thing. Like it's like yeah. same kind of social, social standing. Yeah. So class maybe, I mean, so it's, it's, it's not like, I'm sorry. It, it's not no, like, like out of your league right? type old it's not what? terminology. Not what? Wait, what you out of your league. I'm, I'm trying to use what what I'm hearing and trying to compare it to my parents. My parents, my whole life, said you need someone on your level, on your level, on your level, and I never really got it. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, like, oh my god, they sound so snobby, and like they're, you know, they're your parents. Just, they want best for you. Yeah, but I always was like, I'm a, I've, I'm a dreamer, and I'm like a rom- I romanticize things, so I'm like, it doesn't matter, you know. Like, but as I got older, yes, it definitely makes a difference. <laughs> I'm a dreamer, says the divorce attorney. Deep. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep roasting you. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a bad person. But- to date on your level, I think it just makes things easier in the relationship. Yeah, I just don't get how they're these, like I said, these podcasts are speaking to it as a negative thing. I mean, it just seems like a normal thing we all do. Oh, I they're mean, making it a negative? Well, yeah, like they're like women are always dating up. I guess they're preaching to the young men who have, haven't established themselves yet. They're young. They're still trying to figure themselves out. So I guess maybe just using that to deter them from even dating because, again, they're dating upwards with men with money and wealth and all that. But that's not true in its entirety. But again, it, it does make sense. And again, I'm a, I'm a dude here saying that I always dated somebody within my same space, same education. I mean, you just kind of want somebody within your realm and you hear these stories and uh, uh, Taryn, we talked about this where, you know, a CEO marries like a Hooters waitress. I mean, right. I'm pretty sure that may happen, but I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen as often as one would. Yeah. Think. yeah. Right. I mean, well, like after, Hooters waitress, interesting after a certain choice. time frame, you're going to, I would think that you're probably going to run out of things to connect it on to, to, to talk Good about, point. you know, like after all the, you know, after you're done having all the sex and like that fire kind of like starts to fade away. Yeah. What, what's underneath all of that, all those, those like deep layers of who you are, if you are from two different worlds, mm-hmm. um, it's, I would, I would imagine it's hard to keep, keep that depth alive Yeah, that, that you would want. I would think, I mean, I want that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we all do. Charlotte, what do you think? Yeah. I, I think um, it's crazy. Cause like the way that yeah, the podcasters will say on the internet, it's just like, they'll say that, you know, all women, um, you know, want, you know, men with status and, and whatnot. And there's all these 22 year olds going for these 40 year old men and the the men don't care at all about what women do. They just want her to be hot. They want her to know how to you know cook in the kitchen so that they can take care of her. And I think it's kind of funny that because yeah. if, if that was actually 
going on. Like the average age gap between married couples is like three years. Um, and yeah. so it's like, it's, that's not happening the way that like people are communicating that it does. I also think like a huge thing is like you, it's really hard to come across somebody like, like the, those like podcaster types will say like, you know, the CEO would rather date the woman that works at Burger King than another CEO. No, like, he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he, he wouldn't. And then it's also like, in what situation would that CEO be meeting that Burger King cashier? Like yeah. my thought process was always like, if you're in the same room as me, you're probably doing okay. Like it took me, you know, to go to this concert, it took me a certain salary, certain income to live in this city. Like if you're at the same place I'm at, you, you're, you're probably doing okay. And I think, um, yeah, like I, I think just as a whole, you're not going to meet people too far outside your socioeconomic class. Naturally, some people will say like, oh, date well, dating apps, it's kind of like, but even then it's still like your neighborhoods and whatnot. Like, yeah, like it, people tend to just date within the same sphere. Yeah, it makes complete sense. Uh, and, and again, I think when they say like that CEO dates the waitress, it's because that also ties to the conversation where they say, you know, men want a uh, a young, untouched 19 year old with no life experience who has never dated another man like her in her purest form. So I guess that's where that conversation ties to, which I think is is another topic we can touch on. But yeah, that's it's completely ridiculous how they always preach that. Yeah, you want a woman with no trauma and, and no baggage. Like, what are your thoughts as, as women? What, what do you think? What are your thoughts when you hear that? Because I, I, I've made a few videos on that already. But what men you mature slower than women do, first of all. Ooh, what? Men mature slower than women do. I Yes, I think so. Mm -hmm. And when a 19-year-old woman goes out with a, a guy in his late 30s or 40s or something, it she feels more mature than she is. That's, that's yeah. a stand-up bit talking. But, you know, uh, they, they don't like being disrespected by douchebag college bros so this guy may be 40 but he acts like he's 26 so i you know age is just a number I plus he's got a bugatti <laughs> oh that too yeah sorry no. forgot about the bugatti yeah <laughs> but taryn like what are your thoughts when you hear that um, uh, i think um i don't know i I'd like to think that the guys that are in their forties that are successful and established that they would appreciate a woman that is also like self-made and has life experience and, um, mm -hmm. can bring something to the table besides just like a hot body <laughs> and right. a pretty, um, I think it just, you know, it depends on the, the guy and what he's really truly looking for. And, Mm -hmm. what his and what his some guys just want to feel good they want that they want the arm candy they want the trophy you know and i guess that's okay for them but, but they can get that at any age but why do they specifically always say they want somebody that young in their early 20s or 19 like what like life crisis and maybe they feel like it's like less baggage you know like as you get older obviously like now you're divorced you have kids or um I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't get it. But and what is that so important? Yeah, I, I, I mean, for me, I personally, I just think they just want somebody who has no life experience that can be easily be molded into what molded. they want. Yeah. And 
become. Yeah. And uh, I don't like that being a, I have a 19 year old daughter and you know, I'm like, that's nothing for me to worry about, but it's like, that's what pisses me off. It's like, they just want somebody who's going to conform to their every need. It definitely gives depend on them in every way, shape or form. And then own them in a sense, like you it's got nowhere like, to go. It's now, got it, creepy written all over it. Yeah. yeah. You need to have empathy to even, properly entertain the idea of these guys don't have any empathy whatsoever well that's the problem no, I, I, the no. guys that are wanting what you're describing rudy they're probably narcissists and or sociopaths i also wonder if it's part of like kind of the the grifter knowing their audience like a lot of their audience is probably going to be 18 19 year old guys who want the girls their own age and it's sort of the message they sort of keep sending is well just you wait till you're 30 something years old you'll have all those you'll have all the girls that you wanted to have now you'll be richer and then all the women who turned you down when you were 19 like they're going to be alone with their cats like it's sort of like selling them this like long-term play and i think part of it might involve like knowing their audience it's also just the people that are giving this message it's like they're in the entertainment industry like they're living a life that's like so outside the, the norm right. like i think yeah most people that like work a corporate job like the people that are sitting around you um tend to be like close in age with you like your job like reflects like your experience like how many years have you been like out of school and whatnot so you're gonna kind of be in the same environment as people relatively like close in age or same maturity level um mm -hmm. and i feel like entertainment is like the one industry that like really diverts from that you can start working as a as a kid um, and there's like so much like mix in ages. Um, so it's coming from, you know, a, a messenger that's living, you know, a very unique life situation to the average mainstream audience who where it doesn't really apply to. Yeah. Uh, and I agree. And a lot of their advice is tied to them. Like they're always saying, mm -hmm. you know, you can have a harem of women once you have the money and, you know, they'll serve you, which again, and some men who can pull that if they have the wealth and power, but for the rest of us, that doesn't speak to our reality at all. So mm -hmm. yeah, I totally agree with that. I wish uh, learn from my mistakes was a more popular thing in algorithms because I would advise 18, 19 year old guys to go on a date with some female friend of theirs that they respect and care about and see how they are before, during and after the date and learn from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like agree. Like a sister or a cousin or something. And, mm -hmm. you know. Somebody you, you have some sort of consideration for, not this this empty hypothetical girl that they're talking about will value you when you have cats or what? I, what? <laughs> I got two questions, uh, two topics left, and then we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, but the first one is, uh, and again, to the ladies, uh, somebody asked this in the chat, but does hype matter? <laughs> <laughs> did you read my thing because uh, yes i did well okay. i'm only five one so really? okay. yeah so for me it's not as big of a deal i've i've dated five foot or four <laughs> unless he's four six then it's a problem <laughs> <laughs> i mean i feel like i've i've dated i've dated a guy that was five eight five yeah five eight um and it's fine you know, I, I prefer if they're like five ten and up, but mm -hmm. I feel but like why though so if you're five one? Yeah, you who's five one what's the difference? Other than a pair of boots um, anywhere. I don't know. Oh man, we're gonna get into this. I just <laughs> like um I like a guy that makes me feel like it kind of goes back to like I wanna feel protected and kind of like Okay. Um like 
there, uh, there's like a presence that just feels sexy and a shadow protecting. being shadowed over. <laughs> um, but I will say that I've, I've, you know, been crazy over somebody like he was five, eight or five, nine. And I was like, mm. and then he, he didn't even have like muscles okay. and that I was like, Oh man. But I just, I just was crazy for him after we really had like a connection mm-hmm. and then that, none of that really even mattered. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a thought. <laughs> so muscles were also a like someone who's like fit and takes care of themselves. Yeah, because you like, lift weights all the time. Yeah, that's with a little like you yeah. know meat to them. <laughs> yeah, and that's your lifestyle. Like I said, yeah, I mean, like I, I guess I've always like my friends will joke like you have a type, you know, like the the broad shoulders and yeah, like physically fit, a little taller. But um, I think at this point in my life, yeah, like I know I'm looking for something that goes beyond you know what you want all of that. So it is possible to, for, and again, I'm only five one. So like really what the fuck? Only Charlotte. I think one thing I have learned is nobody knows how tall anybody is. Um, I think guys, well, guys never go to the doctor. And I think a lot of times, which is like, so which is where you get measured. I think there's a lot of times where it's like guys look to their left, like how tall is he say he is? I think we're the same height. Okay, cool. I'm five eleven. Um, like one thing, like I've just sort of learned was just the discrepancies of, I, I, I think they're, guys genuinely just didn't know how tall they were a lot of the times. Um, so I've learned, especially just being five, two, I have no idea what six feet tall is. Um, but I do think for guys, like if you're, if they're seeing you in person and they're talking to you, they're not going to go get their measuring stick and say like, Oh, you know, are you six foot and above? Like whatever height you are, they're okay with it. Um, and yeah, like maybe, I think maybe a woman who's like five eleven would maybe know the difference, but I do think like a lot of times you the whole like height thing it's like it's become more of like a checkbox and a, a number that i think can be solved by going out in the world meeting people in person mm-hmm. um also some people just have a taller presence to them i don't know if like some of it's like texas cowboy boots and stuff but there's some people where it's like it hit me like oh shoot he, like he's five six but there's just something about him the char- the charisma like the way oh, he dressed himself themselves. yeah yeah what like and I, like you could be five eight and not be like fit or have bulk to you at all but the way you carry yourself posture matters too like just having good posture like slouching like that'll lose a few inches and like you'd look like less confident Mm -hmm. um yeah like a spinal condition though guys you're writing this down this is gold here this is like gold (laughs) yeah boots uh, cowboy boots can definitely add like like two three inches depending on the boots they wear so (laughs) Then you take them home and the boots come off. You're like, whoa. <laughs> but uh, whatchamacallit, that happened to me. I was the guy in the boots. This girl, she was like, actually, my height. She was, hey, this is weird. Cut it out. Does this change things? We just slept together, but does this, are we like, it's a bad thing? It turned out it was. Well, and, I was anyway, with somebody uh, that was my height. Uh, if And it it kind of, it wasn't a deal breaker, but it gnawed at me in bed because this person. I mean, what's that? That it sounds hot. It's <laughs> anything but in my head. Uh, it, it, like I, I couldn't properly. Uh, how do I say this? I mean, I've said fuck seven times already. Uh, uh, TikToks here, so you, be careful. TikToks oh, will be oh, oh. on TikTok. So, so. Um, so I couldn't get the right 
angling because you know we got it we got it we're good yeah do you understand what i'm yeah, so well, like it's clear yeah <laughs> so this person would lock hips and you know kind of I, I don't know it was it was frustrating because you know I'm, I'm trying to make you happy and you're like completely uh controlling <laughs> well not to like th their legs were it, it's just like I, i'm i'm trapped i can't i can't do anything for you here like i i need to move for this to progress the image in my head cp <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like do you do you want to try another position no 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 it didn't work good i'm like is it well, to kind of bring back to the topic, I mean, is it safe to say, ladies, that most of the time that as long as he's still taller than you when you wear your heels, is that fine? Is that yeah. a good yeah. base yeah. statement to go with? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. There you go. Which at 5'1 and 5'2, it's not difficult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last topic. <laughs> I, this is kind of a tough one. I don't know if I should bring it up. I'm going to do it anyway because that's just how I am. Uh, I had a lot of people talking about this and I spoke to spoke to it on a couple of videos I haven't posted yet, but I think this is idiotic. What do you, what do you ladies, I want a female opinion. What do you think about the, the wall? Have you heard about that? Do y'all know what it is? The sex wall? Uh, Charlotte, you want to go ahead? I saw you nod and roll your eyes. So you want to go? Yeah, ahead it pops up in all those videos that keep showing up on my free page. It's this idea that these dork pill people have where, you know, women hit a certain age, like men's value increases with age because it's about status and money. Um, women's decreases. She's at her peak at 22. And then there's an age all of a sudden where, you know, things go downhill. And then all of a sudden she's ugly and irredeemable. And they'll say like some of them will say it's like 30 or like, oh, my God, if you're not if you're not married by 30, you're going to die alone. Yeah. Like I, I watch 30 year olds get into relationships like every day and they're they're fine dating other 30 year olds. Um, but um, oh, it's, it's such a pain in the ass, too, because it's from people that a lot of times I think the people feeding into it are people who can't even fathom. Like an 18 year old doesn't know what a 30 year old looks like, I think. Yeah, like, <laughs> they just they so just don't confused right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, so the idea being that women not men, but women at a certain point in their life, they have hit the wall, the wall. And then they're ugly, irredeemable. If they're still single by then, then, you know, they're going to be alone with their cats forever. Who's um, yeah. these things? Who's coming up with this? Every these are people these that all turn Jennifer there. Aniston down because she's yeah. too old. Right. And it's, it's funny too, to clarify. Like, they'll compare, like, they'll say like, Oh, well, you know, men stay good looking forever. And then they'll point out a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio. It's, it's like, oh. we're all getting old. Like, you know, we can both we can put a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Aniston and then, you know, average Joe, average Jill. And, you know, I think people kind of age similarly to those like in their own like socioeconomic class anyway. So I think you're kind of kidding yourself if it's just like, oh, it's, it's exclusive to women. Like we're all getting old. Yeah. And using people that work in an industry that, you know, thrives to keeping you look young. It's uh, yeah, it's that's a bad faith presentation. Yeah, I honestly think it's it, it's really just uh, a ploy to guilt women and to validate the young men who aren't dating or maybe succeeding um, with women. So in other words, these young, these good guys, the guys, the nice guys are being ignored because these women are going with the chads and women have more dating options. So now they're exploring more dating options and just having fun. And when they hit 30, for whatever reason, they're used up. They're like they, they always use the term they're used cars with miles which is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. But anyway, who's going to want to use car at 30 when we can get a woman 
at 19. Oh, I was, so it's kind of like shaming me. women for actually living and <laughs> having a life because they're not. So that's what it really stems from, in my opinion. I don't care how they justify it. I don't care what Dr. David yeah. Buck wrote fucking 1960. I don't give a shit about that. It just, it's more or less them validating their their insecurities. That's all. If you're interested in the person at that moment, their history brought them to whatever it is that you like about them now. So whatever their score or any of that shit is, it, guess what? That's that's what you're what you're interested in. That's uh, your I, first. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I see. No, no, no. I'm, was... I'm talking myself into a circle. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like it's all so focused on looks. Mm -hmm. All of that, um, which is so unfortunate and sad. Um, I don't know. It's really pitiful that this is what the world has come to. But it's all, <clears throat> you know, social media and everyone trying to keep up with everybody. And um, I'm guilty of I just had this conversation with my best girlfriend. I follow a girl on Instagram. She's like 28. She's beautiful. She's a fitness model. I watch her because I do get like inspo from her on different things or like, I like her outfits or whatever she's doing. But I find myself, I'm like, damn, like this makes me feel really bad about myself sometimes. Why? She's 28. She hit a wall. It's right. She, nothing to worry about. But, <laughs> but she also happens to be married to a guy that's like in his late thirties or early forties. He's buku rich. He's got the Bugatti. Right. <laughs> um, and she travels all over the world and she shows everything she's doing. And it, my girlfriend's like, well, how could you possibly compare yourself to that person? She's half your age. She doesn't have kids. She works out for a living. She doesn't have a whole career, a law firm, like trying to like put things into perspective for me. But that's me being like very real right now that, you know, I think we get so like we're comparing ourselves to what we Yeah, see. like even though we mm. know better than to do that, especially as you get older, you're like that's ridiculous. But like I feel like we all get kind of like sucked into this like vortex of social media and like seeing what everyone else is looking like and doing and you know, it's just sad that this is what like <laughs> people are coming up with is like now women of a certain age and 30, my God, that I should be, I should be in the dirt at 43. Like, I don't feel like that at all about myself that I've hit a wall. I feel like I'm finally at like the person I'm su like supposed to be at this age. Yeah. Yeah. But it's and not I, just about looks. It's just, it's just sad. There's too, there's too much surface level nonsense and, and yeah. the, the, the valuing of, of, what somebody's worth like i i i'm more popular no popular i'm more familiar with the popular incel circles because the things they say are hysterical they they hold up um i won't say his name but his initials are er uh who got frustrated and shot up a, a sorority um who was the son of a producer in hollywood who had a bmw and you know, as as far as starting standards are concerned, you're all set up. And he complained about not having. I mean, there's YouTube history on this person. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm from Santa. I'm from the Santa Barbara area. I know my sister went to UCSB, so knew some you friends that I'm were friends about. at Katie Cooper. Yeah, that's a that's a big part of um, you know kind of my Do you his, history. No, no, you're you're all good, but resonates. Yeah, I'm so, I'm sorry. I didn't no, you know you're 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 all you're all good, but yeah, total. I'm familiar with it and hundred percent agree. Yeah, that's somebody who didn't. He 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 had everything prepared as far as if you're going to be shallow about what what you're worth and what you're driving and all that stuff, you're you're there now. Just be a social human being, which he chose not to be. He chose to make vlogs about what a loser he was. Sorry, I was ending my life on TikTok. Sorry about that. Did I just cut off a poignant moment on your? No, I, <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh my God. Um, no, it, it's just it, people are learning. They're they're getting yeah. advice from the worst people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and now it's just like what was it the information superhighway they used to call it? The internet. Oh my God. Yeah, that's but like term. that's like that was like now it's potholes quadruple like all the all the places that people can put um pictures and videos and segments of audio clips and i'm scared for my kids like what yeah. they're going to start like really listening to now that they're getting a little older and more into like you know electronics and um there's so much out there but it's sad that that's what it's come down to because we're all so much more than like just the exterior, right? Like we all have right. souls and feelings. And I always try to think like if I'm being hard on myself about something, I try to like really remember like the little girl, right? Like they talk about like thinking about like that, like you wouldn't say these things to like the little, the little person version of yourself, right? Your inner, your inner child. Yeah. Yeah. Not to get like all corny, but. Fuck the wall. <laughs> yeah, Steve beat me to the point. It, due to social media and the algorithm, there, you know, people will hear exactly what they want to hear because algorithms are set up that way. Okay, this guy likes hating women, so here's all yeah. the women hatred shit. Yeah, that's all. It'll feed you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, how are you going to learn from that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or or better yourself. Yeah. Which will make you more attractive to others. Yeah. And truthfully, to close on this topic, the wall, like I think 30 is a perfect age to get married because you've more or less identified who you are as a person. You've kind of lived your life. And again, you change from the person who you are. Twenty one, you will be completely different. But 31, you'll be your person. So I think that's the perfect age to get married. And I think one of the reasons why marriages are failing left or right is that there's this age group, I think, 24, maybe 23 to 27, 28 where people feel they have to get married and if they don't, they're going to be failures. They're going to be left behind and uh, outcasts. And there, a lot of people are settling. As a matter of fact, I told this story, I don't know to whom, but a friend of mine, she was posting just last week, a story that she was at this bridesmaids party and the wedding was wonderful. And I asked her honest question, do you think they're going to last? And she goes, no, we we're at the bachelorette party. She was telling everybody she got Kofi. This guy. They're in Nashville. Apparently that's the place to go for bachelorette parties. I don't know anything about bachelorette parties. And comedy club. She confessed. She says, I'm only marrying because I'm scared and I don't want to be alone. And I'm, I'm, I'm about to be at that age to where I can't have kids. Cause I believe, I think she believed in the wall as well. I don't know, but there's a lot of people settling out there. That's just heartbreaking. And it's only going to end bad. Keeps me in business. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a perfect way to end the podcast. tonight. <laughs> 
Everybody, if you're getting a divorce, go see Terrence Sinatra. License in all states. <laughs> <laughs> and with this promo code, we'll give you 50% off. Just enter read advice. She'll give you 50%. <laughs> 50% off legal advice. Hey guys, use my code, Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer, we're just kidding. Anyway, uh, before we end, uh, uh, Charlie, you want to tell everybody where they can find you, what you're working on, anything like that? Yeah, uh, it's the at is just right there. Welcome to the peasant party. Kind of a goofy name, but I hope it's memorable. Um, TikTok, Instagram, um, and then YouTube as well. It should all be under the same handle. A um, lot of you know funny isms into the, the dating terminology in space um so i hope you enjoy it um if you find it funny yeah hey, real quick yes your recent videos it's becoming more theatrical like i saw you screaming in one video it was a stitch i lean into the characters a little bit um yeah, yeah like people it. told me I'm, I'm a little bit more mellow um outside of that persona but i'm scared to do that i don't know why because my kids watch tiktok and i don't want to see them my dad's dancing like, oh, dad, come on, stop. I can't do that. <laughs> I want to be more fun, but sometimes I'm like, no, I'm just going to be more straight arrow like I am. I just who knows? I don't know. We'll see. CP, you want to plug anything? Uh, I'm currently in the process of taking a long moving slash trip over That's to right. England, uh, the UK. Uh, I, I might be doing the Fringe Festival in Scotland. So um, if you want to see me work on material that I have zero confidence in, you could do that. I'm not, I'm not going Always. there to highlight. I'm going there to, to, to wipe some dust off. But other than that, my, my YouTube shit's here. I'm, I'm yeah. irrelevant on TikTok. I don't just... <laughs> Is somebody's cat meowing in the background? It's my That's my cat's under the desk. Um, okay. Like, is she okay? Like, what's she's, going on? She's happy. She's purring. She's purring really loudly. She's very happy. Um, <laughs> All right. Oh, she was so loud. But. Uh, no, like, oh my God! It's like some some cats like starving or dying in the under in the other room. Anyway, I'm glad she's happy. Anyway, good night, everybody. Thank you so much. Good night. Good night. Oh, there we go. All right. There we go.